93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, March 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police say a driver of a minivan who struck a man in West Kensington got out of the vehicle and looked at the victim before fleeing the scene. Police were called to the 3300 block of North 2nd Street just after 11 p.m. on Wednesday. The victim was found in the middle of the road near speed bumps and signs warning drivers to slow down. Investigators said the victim was in his late 60s. The victim's family told authorities he was deaf uh, deaf and nonverbal but knew the neighborhood very well. Several witnesses told police the victim was trying to cross North 2nd Street between Ontario and Westmoreland Streets when the minivan driver struck him and kept going. The victim was hit with so much force that he came out of both of his sneakers, said Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. Witnesses said the van dragged the victim nearly 300 feet south towards Allegheny Avenue. The driver left the scene and then came back uh, before getting before leaving the scene again, but they said he got out of his car and looked at the body, got back in the car, and then took off again. Wow. The victim lived one block from the crash scene for more than 30 years and is well known by uh, many neighbors. Authorities said that they found businesses and homes in the area with surveillance cameras, so they're hoping that those captured something that might help in their investigation. An investigation is underway at Villanova University after multiple on-campus sexual assault incidents have been reported in less than a week. In a public safety alert, the university says four female students have reported that they were sexually assaulted by the same male student inside their on-campus residence hall. The women said that they knew their attacker. University police say the complaints range from non-consensual sexual touching to non-consensual sexual intercourse. Villanova University Police and the Delaware County District Attorney's Office are investigating the matter. On February 20th, 28th, university police say that they were notified by the Bryn Mawr Hospital Emergency Department about a female student who rep- reported she was sexually assaulted by a male that was known to her. The man has not been identified, and it's still unclear where the sexual assault occurred. Uh, the university says the incident happened on campus sometime between February 26th and February 28th. It's unknown if the February 28th report is connected with later incidents that happened on March 1st. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. Students are urged to report any sexual assault or any act of sexual misconduct to campus safety. Philadelphia and three other municipalities in Pennsylvania sued the state Wednesday over what they say was a covert abuse of legislative power to block local bans or taxes on plastic bags that retailers give out to customers and they say end up as pollution and litter. The lawsuit asks the statewide Commonwealth Court to declare the state's ban unconstitutional. The other plaintiffs are Westchester, Narberth, and Lower Marion Townships. Uh, City officials backed by environmental advocacy organizations say the state's ban violates the state's constitutional environmental rights and procedures used to pass the provision violate transparency protections in the state constitution. Meanwhile, their cities and towns are suffering the health, environmental, aesthetic, and financial implications of plastic bag litter and pollution, they say. Uh, More broadly, environmental advocates have pushed for bans to relieve pressure on landfills, limit the pollution of ocean, waterways, and forests, and and to prevent harm to wildlife. A one-year ban initially slipped into a broader 69-page budget bill during closed-door negotiations with Governor Tom Wolf without any public hearing and passed and signed within two days of becoming public. The provision prohibited uh, municipal bans on taxes on plastic bags or packaging for one year while legislative agencies were to study the economic and environmental impact. The ban now lasts until July 1st uh, or six months after the governor lifts the COVID-19 state of emergency declaration, whichever is later. Can you guys bring your own bags to the grocery store and stuff? Yep. My yeah, wife does. Do. Yeah, Rochelle I don't does. go shopping. I mean, uh, 
a lot of places I go to will just have a plastic bag. She's got these big, you know, these big uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, insulated bags and stuff. Oh, the and, big ones yeah. for, like, freezer stuff. Right, yeah. I don't have those, but, um, yeah, I have, like, the, you know, I have, like, nine million of them, the reusable bags. So it's, right. like, I will use them at the grocery store, but for whatever reason, like, if I go to Target. You don't I, think about it? I don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, we, just, we, we just take them to the grocery store. Yeah. I keep mine in the car at all times, Kath, and I forget, but then as I'm walking into Target, I'll remember. Yeah, and go that's back a good and, idea. But think about it this way. Like, if um, any plastic bag that's ever been made is likely still on the planet, you know, and that that's what the issue is, is that they, right. they just don't uh, degrade yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, what am I going to use for my cat's poop? Uh, uh, I have biodegradable bags. bags. You sell those, yeah. Really? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I have so I use many all, of them. I use yeah. all of my Target bags. That's, yes. That's where the cat's poop I know, goes, yeah. The but then the problem bags. with the Target bags, though... And any of those bags is that they always put a small hole in it so that when you open it up, it, it will inflate a little bit and just catch and, and la- allow a little bit of the air to flow through. So you get cat litter falling out of that. The biodegradable bags are much better. All right. So wait, can I, the biodegradable bags, are they just at Target? Like, can I get them at Target or I ordered them. Uh, I've seen them periodically. To be honest, I've ordered them through Amazon the most. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think I you can get them at, uh, what's a uh, PetSmart or Pet the, Fat, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stores. Yeah, they have them there. Too. Monster Pets, I think, has them as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I, I should look into that. Hmm. All right. Let's do sports. <laughs> The Sixers beat the Utah Jazz in overtime last night in South yeah, Philly. Joel right. Embiid had 40 points and 19 rebounds and hit a game-tying three-pointer late in regulation. Tobias Harris scored 11 of his 22 points in overtime, and the Eastern Conference-leading Sixers beat the West-leading Jazz 131-123. to Ben Simmons added 17 points for the Sixers, who improved to 24-12. and The game included four players who will be participating in Sunday's All-Star game, Embiid, Simmons, and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert of the Jazz. The Sixers are now off for a week until their second half of the NBA season begins on March 11th with a game in Chicago against the Bulls. The six, uh, the Flyers will look to bounce back from the uh, their Tuesday night loss with uh, when they play the Penguins again tonight in Pittsburgh. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. And Villanova senior point guard Colin Gillespie exited the number 10 Wildcats 72-60 win over Creighton with what Coach Jay Wright called a serious knee injury. Gillespie landed awkwardly during a play with 6 minutes 38 seconds remaining in the first half and immediately grabbed his left leg. He tried to walk off the uh, walk it off along the baseline, but uh, then he left the bench and had to be helped to the locker room. In a post-game interview, Coach Wright said he believes it's a serious injury and Gillespie will undergo an MRI today. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. I had a little uh, personal uh, tragedy here just a moment oh, ago. What happened? And, and, and I need some help. So a Personal tragedy. Yes, yes. Okay. It's terrible. I'm wearing one of, my, one of my absolute favorite t-shirts this morning. It's a Moog synthesizer t-shirt. And so I the um, I felt this itching here, and I reach over and, it, and I didn't never notice. There's a big tag on the inside, and it was no, it was uh, Did you cut it out. Uh, no, I tore it out. And, and you, you ripped the shirt. Yeah, I have a hole in the shirt, mm, and I love this wrong, shirt. How at this point, at this age, do you know not to tear out tags? Sometimes it works. Wow, <laughs> you're we're here. We are. This trying is to your, comfort this you. is how Kathy comforts you. I, I know. You I, asked I, for comfort, and Kathy this is how used Kathy to be a Bayada <laughs> nurse, and she'd go over to <laughs> yeah. people who are quadriplegics and say, "Get it yourself." Casey saw me do it. I looked over, and I'm like, "Man." Oh, and then never, what did I do? Never do what, that. What did you do? I gave you comfort. You did in, in a facial expression. You yeah. Oh man, I feel your pain. It all depends on the tag. Yeah. Uh, just 
Don't do that. I, but if you let cut, me see but if, but if you cut it, it? hang on a second. But if, but if you cut it, then you get little edges. The, you'll yeah. have the edgy nub that yeah. keeps irritating yeah. you. So, well, so eventually, so the ones you can tear, Preston, like in the. I know what you're talking about, oh, Kathy. That's and simple. Yeah, but eventually those. That's not simple. Those nubs will will go away. I'm sorry. I meant it's simple. We can fix that. Oh. Can. Oh. I just need a needle and thread, and I can fix it. You can do that. Yeah. You so look at oh this. I used to. I used to make, Laura Ingalls here. I used to make things uh, in high school. I used to make like uh, not clothing, but we'd make like blankets and pillows. Uh, pillow, yeah, all that kind do of. Do you stuff make preserves things. at home? Yeah, no, hey. I, I don't. But I can. I can easily fix that. Hey, I used to. Okay. Hem, I used to hem my own clothes because I'm short. So, uh, and I got no a kidding. big old booty. So I would have to get the larger size, and then they would be too long. Uh, it's but it's very time consuming. So uh, it's easier for me now to just go and have my well, pants hem somewhere else. But I can do it. By, by the way, where do you get that done? You go to laundromats, or I mean, you know, like a, a dry cleaner. Yeah, dry cleaner. So. Yeah, I have uh, a woman. I mean, listen, I I have to find somebody that. I like and, and right. knows what they're doing, and I've gone through a few of them. But, yeah, I have a woman that I go to, and, yeah, it's a dry cleaner. Okay. So if I were, and you're going to do this for me, I appreciate yeah. it. What would that cost to get this little hole oh, like that, that sewn up? I, that's nothing. I, I, I think, know it's nothing. I think somebody would just be like, give it to me. Just I'll give do it, it really here. quick. I'm not 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. 50 bucks. All right, cool. Good. Yay. Good. Yay. Like, when you have a shirt you love, yeah. you know. Well, she she actually, though, she didn't speak comfort to you initially. She did provide a solution. Absolutely. And so she, she yeah. really did help. This is my, yeah, this is my That's parenting style. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm going to fix it for you, but you do it again. Right. And you're going to have a hole in your shirt. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, well, problem solved. I love that. Hopefully, if you have any problems you're facing this morning, Get them taken care of. Real quick, Let like Kathy that. fix Email it. Kathy. 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 Email Kathy. She'll take care of it. Yeah, I, I have a bullet wound. I'll sew it up for you. Uh, so we have a few guests on the program this morning. We have a comedian, uh, Akash Singh, who is going to be at uh, Helium uh, this weekend. In fact, uh, he's got a show tonight and then uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, we're also going to have Ray Dawn Chong on this morning. Yeah. Uh, she is promoting Cameo and season two of My Sister is So Gay, which is on Amazon Prime, which I have not seen. So, uh, But uh, I've always liked Ray Dawn Chong. She's so. awesome. I mean, she was in Commando. She yeah. was in The Color Purple. She was. And and Steve, what was... Uh, Quest for Fire. There was also a movie that was a series. It was almost like Creep Show. It was a series of... Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. But that was it. Yes. Yeah. So she was in the movie version, and yeah. she's in one of my, my favorite story in that trilogy. Yeah. Uh, where, About you a sculpture. That? Yeah. Yes, I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, very good. Really good. And you know, she actually, in Quest for Fire, she teaches primitive man missionary position. Uh, I, no. oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, nice. Cool. So we'll talk to Ray Dawn uh, in the 9 o'clock hour as well, and uh, we have some stuff to give away, too. So we'll take a break, come back, and moment get in the entertainment report with a stupid question stay put we'll be right back like the Preston and Steve show podcast check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning is a movie question. We're going to give away a $50 Disney store gift card and a four-pack Fandango pass to see Walt Disney Animation Studios' new adventure, Raya and the Last Dragon. So, the question I have for you has to do with a movie 
Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out in 2008. Great movie. So what is the name of the band that character Aldous Snow is in? That he's the lead, he's the front guy for. That was Russell Brand's yes. character. So what was the name of that band mm-hmm. that Aldous Snow is the lead singer in? 215263. Excuse me, WMMR. Let's even know the answer. Call now. I'll go through the birthdays while we're waiting for that answer. A little time killer here for you. Thursday, March 4th, Chaz Bono's birthday today. Oh. Uh, Chaz, formerly Chastity Bono, child of Cher, and the late Sonny Bono. Uh, is 52 years old today. I have to say, Chaz makes a, a dapper-looking dude. Yeah, Chaz, absolutely. Chaz had a funny run on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm last season or the season before. Uh, Post-transition, um, he went uh, he went extra large with his unit, and it was <laughs> knocking stuff over on oh, counters. Funny. He'd be getting out of the shower oh, and like, come up and do you know shave, and he would just knock stuff over left and right. So wow. Larry was giving him a hard time for... Going a little too large. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chaz turns 52 today. Uh, actress Patricia Heaton uh, is 63 years old. I love her. Yeah, she's everybody, great. Everybody loves Raymond. and uh, The Middle. The Middle, that's right. Yeah. So she had, The Middle was on for like six years, seven years. Yeah. Uh, everybody Loves Raymond was on. He, and she used to do Acme commercials. Yes. Right. There we go. Uh, so 63 today. Uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, Steve a Boxer, you remember him? Yes, I absolutely do. Any uh, relation to Kathy Boom Boom Romano? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> they both they both oh called the contract and curve. <laughs> I forgot about that. Where did we get that? Did I, I just say that one morning? You just said it Kathy one morning. Boom Boom Romano. <laughs> uh, so Ray Mancini is 60 today. Uh, Stephen Weber. Why were we just talking about? We were him? talking about Tim Daly, I believe, yeah, and Stephen Weber. Weber was his co-star on Wings. Okay, and he was also in the miniseries. Uh, the sta- uh, the Shining. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's right. Yeah, he played the main character. Uh, he is uh, 60 years old today. The great Catherine O'Hara oh. uh, turns 67. And, you know, obviously those Christopher Guest movies, of Mighty Wind, Best in Show. S's Creek. Uh, yeah, and huge uh, for her and everybody else on that. And, of course, she and... She and Eugene Levy, what a what a pair, man! They, they've I, had so many great uh, couple uh, moments in in movies and TV shows. It's awesome. So she remains in a cast of eccentric characters on S's Creek. She is the most eccentric, <laughs> uh, but uh, as the show moves along through its seasons, uh, her uh, eccentricity. You realize there's a whole bunch of uh, heart and stuff going on in there. That's pretty fun. But pre- so she's in this. They're in this motel, Preston, and mm. so she comes from money, but. Throughout the whole run of the series, there's a whole wall that has about 30 wigs on it that are her, her things. She's a great character. She's excellent. So, uh, happy 67th to her. Uh, Evan Dando. Yes. Lead singer of the band uh, The Lemonheads is uh, 54 years old From today. this area, right? Oh, I don't know. Because it, I thought it, he was a California guy. Well, in the, in the Goldbergs... Um, Evan Dando, they they knew Evan Dando in in Jenkins. Really? Yes. At least that was my understanding. Right. I don't know. Well, here we go. Uh, well, it says he was born in Boston, uh, but he may have grown up somewhere else. I'm not really sure, Steve. Because there's an actual episode where he is. Um, they're putting together a band, and uh, they have him as himself as an adult. And a, you know, a lot of that stuff is usually based on their childhood. Yeah. That's why I got the notion yeah. that that's. Don't know. He, he was a local deal. He was inducted into the Boston Music Awards Hall of Fame. So I'm uh, not sure. Maybe he has some ties here that we're not aware of. But uh, he is, how old is he? 54 today. Uh, Mike L.T. Williamson. Shrimp kebabs. Yep. Shrimp Creole. Bubba. Shrimp gumbo. Yep. Pan fried. 
deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, so, coconut shrimp. Shut up. <laughs> when Forrest goes after you, you're so goddamn stupid. Uh, so Bubba uh, is uh, 64 years old today. Hey, those Bubba Gum Shrimp places, are they still around? Yeah. Oh. Are they? I've never been. Anybody been? Uh, I was to one down, I think, in Florida once. I went to one in San Francisco. There was one around the corner from us in London when we stayed there. Any good? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just typical change. Well, the guy was yeah. an idiot, Preston. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know how to run a restaurant. Uh, so those are the birthdays that I have for you this morning. Let's see if we got an answer to the stupid question. What was the name of the band? And forgetting Sarah Marshall, that Olga Snow was the front man for. 215-263-WMMR, and we're going to go to Nancy. We have two Nancys. This is the first Nancy, and we're going to go to you, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Nancy, what was the name of that band? And forgetting Sarah Marshall. Infant Sorrow. You're right. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, Nancy. Infant Sorrow is correct, and we are going to give you a $50 Disney Store Disney Store gift card and a four-pack Fandango Pass to see Walt Disney's Animation Studios' uh, new adventure, Raya and the Last Dragon. And the film will be available in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access on Friday. So tomorrow, get yourself set for that. I know we've been talking royals a lot lately. We sure have. We're going to continue because um, this story has hit the news. Buckingham Palace uh, is denying that it had orchestrated a calculated smear campaign of Meghan Markle ahead of her and Prince Harry's interview with Oprah Winfrey, which is supposed to be on CBS this Sunday. Uh, Furthermore, it is opening an investigation into the allegations. In a statement issued by the Palace Wednesday, they said, We are clearly very concerned about allegations in the Times following claims made by the former staff of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Accordingly, our HR team will look into the circumstances outlined in the article. Members of staff involved at the time, this is according to uh, the statement, uh, who have left the household will be invited to participate to see if lessons can be learned. The royal household has had a dignity at work policy in place for a number of years and does not and will not tolerate bullying or harassment in the workplace. The Duchess of Sussex, when asked about an article by the Times in the UK claiming that she had bullied staff members, says the Times is being used by Buckingham Palace to peddle a wholly false narrative based on misleading and harmful misinformation about her treatment of staff after former aides accused her of emotional cruelty and manipulation, reducing them to tears and leaving them shaking with fear. Okay, so I'm always suspect of uh, an organization investigating itself, you know, so uh, and so I guess there were these these accusations have come to light I have heard throughout the throughout her exposure to the royals and to her, the staff. There, there have been people coming. There are always people looking to peddle a story, and you can never tell, tell whether it's true or not. So it'll be weird or interesting, I guess, to see how this plays out and what they discover and what the resolution is. Her lawyer said the former actress was saddened by this latest attack on her character, particularly as someone who has been the target of bullying herself and is deeply committed to supporting those who... Have experienced pain and trauma. Now, Megan and Harry also issued a statement saying it's no coincidence that distorted several-year-old accusations aimed at undermining the Duchess are being briefed to the British media shortly before she and the Duke are due to speak openly and honestly about their experience of recent years. Duchess is saddened by this latest attack on her character, particularly as someone who has been the target of bullying herself and is deeply committed to supporting those who have experienced pain and trauma. She's determined to continue her work building compassion 
around the world, and we'll uh, keep striving to set an example for doing what is right and doing what is good. I'll be so glad when this special is over. I mean, yeah. uh, the exposure level is its too much at this point. Now, 99-year-old Prince Philip has uh, been in the hospital for 15 nights while the royal family is reportedly deeply concerned about his health issues, which include a pre-existing heart condition. They are holding out hope that he will rally. Any word on uh, on his status? Is, is, he, is he holding his own? Is he deteriorating? I haven't the heard only, anything. Not really. So, Camilla Uh, Duchess of Cornwall told reporters outside uh, a COVID-19 vaccination center that they are keeping their fingers crossed. She said that uh, his health is slightly improving, but he hurts at moments. I mean, at 99, anything can do it. Absolutely. All right, on to other things. Uh, Vanessa Bryant has opened up about her life after losing husband Kobe Bryant and her daughter Gianna Bryant. In an interview with people, she said, I can't say that I'm strong every day. I can't say that there aren't days when I feel like I can't survive to the next. Uh, Since Kobe and Gianna's uh, tragic deaths, Brian has taken over all of her husband's unfinished projects at uh, Granity Studios. She also is focusing on raising their daughters, 18-year-old Natalia and 4-year-old Bianca and 20-month-old Capri. So she's got her hands full. Did the 18-year-old just sign a modeling contract? I believe so, Steve. Yeah, she said, uh, my girls help me smile through the pain. Uh, They give me strength. Uh, She said, this pain is unimaginable, but you have to get up and you got to push forward. Lying in bed crying isn't going to change the fact that my family will never be the same again, but getting out of bed and pushing forward is going to make the day better for my girls and for me. So that's what I do. Those are valid and legitimate life lessons. Absolutely. Sometimes, and we've all been through those points where how am I going to do this? But you you just do. You Mm -hmm. have to. Yep. To quote... Uh, the band Triumph. Yes. Fight the good fight. Fight yeah. the good fight. Uh, she continued to say, I we're guess... Young, I, we're young. We're wild. And we're free. She said, <laughs> I guess the best way to describe <laughs> it is that Kobe and Gigi motivate me to keep going. They inspire me to try harder and be better every day. Uh, their love is unconditional, and they motivate me in so many different ways. And she... <laughs> yep. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Uh, and she added, I want to make... Now, a message of inspiration from the Canadian band Triumph. Uh, she added, I want to make uh, Kobe, Gigi, Natalia, Bianca, and Capri proud. I'm just so. concerned that she's dating Scott Disick. No. <laughs> well, no. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, would you, could you imagine? No, oh, my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm waiting for this. I love this. is such a great song. This inspires me. I honestly, when I Triumph? Get, when I put the oh yeah a few songs from them on, I like I feel reinvigorated and ready to go, man. Lyrically, you, they pump you up. You might try to argue your way out of it, going, "What should I be this inspired by?" It? But it gets you every time. Absolutely, I know. And Chuck is uh, is a big fan of the lyrics and message. Uh, I could keep listening, but I don't want to do that. Hang on. We have an answer to the Evan Dando question, Steve. Oh, all right. Here we go. I'm going to go to listener Chris, who is on the line. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful, Chris. So you, we were talking about Evan Dando a moment ago. It was his birthday, and uh, Steve had seen him on the, the uh, Goldbergs. Goldbergs and was wondering the connection. He is the cousin of the Kremps. Oh, oh the, the Kremps, the neighbors. Yeah. Oh, Okay. So he would be around then, visiting occasionally, right? Yes, he would. All right. I'm from Jakentown and know the whole cast, so except not very good friends with the Goldbergs. Okay, all right. So there was a point in the band, a point in the series where they were putting together a band, 
and he comes down and auditions. They actually have Evan Dando himself, who's now older, and right. he can't get into the band. Right. And, and he goes, wait, uh, Erica goes, that's the guy who hangs out outside the Wawa. Oh, and uh, it was funny. Chris, how do you know this information? I grew up in Jenkintown. Ah, so it's uh, well known on the streets of Jenkintown. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right, you, you too. too. All right. This is a great song, too. Although, uh, you know what song I love by the Lemonheads? Is, it's a shame, shame about, about Ray. Ray. Yeah. This is a great tune. All right, so moving on. Kim Kardashian and <laughs> Kanye are prioritizing their kids amid their split. TMZ reports that Kim and North and Saint and Chicago right. and Psalm will remain in the 15,000-square-foot Southern California mansion they purchased and uh, rebuilt. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, West designed the home in what turned into a multi-year passion project. It got the cover story treatment and architectural digest and was hailed for its minimalism, it is reportedly worth $60 million. Yeah, it looks really minimal from the aerial shot. Yeah. But since then, uh, it has been the kids and uh, Kardashian who has spent the most time there. She also has family ties to the region with her mom and siblings living close by. But West has essentially Jeez. moved to Wyoming. Steve, you were wondering where he is. Well, I, I figured so he's at Wyoming. the ranch. Yeah, there we go. You could literally live in this house with someone else and never see them. Easily. Never. It's 15000 thousand square feet we're looking at the design that any one of the small buildings that comprises this mansion is bigger than my house it's yeah. about well steve there's about eight homes there yeah uh, glued together, together. that's yeah. gorilla like. glued yeah yeah that looks like i don't like it that. look it looks it actually Ka- kathy looks like a development yeah it, it does yeah steve, you know what yeah it looks like a retirement community yeah, is yeah, what yeah. it looks like over there's there. came on her jazzy scooter yeah <laughs> So their split is going over to the Denny's for the early bird special. Uh, reportedly amicable, and they plan to share legal and physical custody. So yes, two moons over Miami, please. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. That they is a, are good. Yeah. That's a full compound. What moons over Miami? Nah, you can you can have wait. It. They came with uh, Canadian bacon, right? Yes, yeah. I like Canadian oh, bacon. Me too. I can't stand it. Really? Yeah. Well, you hate Canadians in general for I, their affable attitude. Uh, but also known as back bacon. So you're not a Egg McMuffin fan? No. Okay. No. Wow. no. Sausage McMuffin. I got you. With Canadian, no egg. Canadian. Wow. So the sausage and Just roll. You just like sausage and uh, English muffin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, Canadian bacon was always a special treat. If I was at a restaurant and saw they had it, you know, with the breakfast uh, options, I would always go with Canadian bacon. Do you know what had Canadian bacon, Preston? Uh, the Yumbo. Yumbo. Yeah. Which was Rugen Reagan's favorite. <laughs> favorite Burger King breakfast yes, sandwich. that's right. Rugen Reagan. Rugen Reagan. That would have been his name, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was Ronald Reagan. It was Reagan. Canadian bacon was so bad that they had to invent pork roll. That's what. <laughs> so you're saying it's the same thing? And or? I would actually, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that pork roll is the greatest breakfast meat. Wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. So finally with your index finger in the air. <laughs> Maybe may a debate. Uh, I, I actually, They're already talking about it at the United Nations. Yeah. I, I smell a Twitter poll, possibly. Oh. But um, Canadian listen, bacon works for me. In this area, pork roll is going to win. Because yeah. you're, you're brought up well, on it. Pork so. roll over scrapple. Pork <laughs> scrapple sausage. Poor, yeah, Canadian I, bacon. Regular. I think regular bacon wins over all that. No it way. Does. No. Uh, listen. It does. I love There's, bacon. This is something that even Jesus said. <laughs> but, 
But Porkle hadn't been invented yet. It absolutely had <laughs> been. It, in fact, it was currency in old Bethlehem. All right. We're moving on. All right. I, we, I would love to sit here and talk about breakfast meat. And Jesus. Uh, for a little while. We probably and will eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I need to we'll talk about... Yeah, so, <laughs> Sophia Vergara uh, 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 has scored another... Uh, uh, the cleanse. Has scored another legal victory in her battle over frozen embryos with her ex-fiance, Nick Lowe. This is the most... Insane battle, it really is. They yeah. were they were a long time item. They d- they wanted to have um, kids, and so they'd gone to the, this process of fertilizing and get in, the eggs, and getting the embryos, and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then they split, and it was an acrimonious split. And he was fighting her to get the rights and access to the embryos. Yeah, he wants to. He wanted them. use them and bring them to term. Yeah. Uh, she is saying that no, that's part of my body, and yeah. and no, and so a Los Angeles Superior Court judge ruled that he will not be allowed to bring the embryos to term without her written consent. Well, I think at best you end up with a draw, right? Because they they both have biological matter involved in it, and so you can't one can't right override the other. Yeah. So I, but how do you make a decision on this? I think you, you know? bring them to term, raise them, and have them decide. Yeah. All right, so they split in 2014, by the way, and this is still going on. Uh, here's a fun story from Sarah Silverman. She's long been open about her relationship with her body hair, from her unibrow to her hairy arms. <laughs> the 50-year-old shared on the on her podcast, I grew it out full for the Sarah Silverman program because I was really excited at the thought of young girls seeing me with hairy arms and looking at me, staring, uh, starring on my own show, and I also liked when I would meet young girls with hairy arms, I would put up my hairy arms and be like, soul sister. <laughs> so she did that as a a way to kind of make, I think, other people feel more comfortable. It's funny. their hairiness. Because when I meet people with vitiligo, it's like, hey. Yeah, I know. Hey. hey. I'm same thing with psoriasis. You're in the club. I'm like, yeah. look at you. You're flaky, too. Yeah. You're flaky, too. So. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> You know. You it's know. exciting. Hey. hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Someone has changed their hand. Oh. Christina Hendricks left her fans speechless after sharing a sultry photo from behind the scenes of her hit Netflix show, Good Girls. Christina Hendricks has a head? And the actress <laughs> appears to have undergone another hair transformation after unveiling blonde locks on Instagram. Mm. Posting a selfie, the Mad Men star looked sensational with her sweeping fringe and hair curled, sporting much lighter locks than her usual red hue. Uh, Christina's uh, porcelain skin looked flawless against a subtle smoky eye. Who's writing this crap? As she rocked a plunging black dress and a cute pink bow in her hair. Uh, the actress's new look could be used uh, for her Good Girls uh, show. Uh, That's and- actually about girls who aren't good, Preston. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she appeared to be in character as Beth uh, Boland, and she had captioned the shot, Beth's feeling herself. It's a pretty funny show because there there is a, a bit of humor involved with it, uh, but they are um, they're committing crimes. Okay. So. And uh, her fans went wild for the photo. They loved it. Back in January, Christina showed off a super chic new hairdo, having chopped several inches off of her gorgeous red hair. Revealing her new look on Instagram, she, uh, Christina's mane sat a few inches above her shoulders, but still framed her face beautifully. Mm-hmm, her yeah. followers were, again, quick to compliment the actress mm-hmm. with one compliment commenting, your hair is stunning, I love it. This is an exclusive to us, it by is. the way. Yes. We're breaking this information, uh. information you can use. I'll say this, when you think of the term Rubenesque or um, 
curvy, voluptuous. classic, voluptuous. Yeah. That's her. I agree. Uh, Alec Baldwin is leaving Twitter again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he announce it? He, the, he announced okay. a he is he deact- he's deactivating his account or has deactivated. He's done it before on Wednesday uh, because of quote the a holes on the platform who criticize a tweet he sent about Gillian Anderson's American accent. Uh, earlier in the day, Baldwin had tweeted a news article pointing out that Anderson, who split uh, time growing up between the U.S. and the U.K., used an American accent while accepting her Golden Globe for the Crown. And, the, of course, it's about British uh, royal family. Right. Uh, Anderson is quoted in an article as saying she tried hard to cling on to my British accent uh, when her family moved from England back to the United <laughs> States when she was 11. And though she's uh, based in London now, she said, I just slip into one accent or the other. Baldwin, of course, who recently defended his wife, Laria, from her own accent switching uh, commotion, tweeted in response, switching accents? That sounds fascinating. So he was being ironic. He was playing around with that story. Uh, In his nearly 10-minute Instagram video (laughs) announcing his latest Twitter exit, the actor said he decided to leave the platform because haters were not understanding the irony behind his comment about Anderson. Baldwin does not name Anderson in the video, saying he doesn't want to drag other people into his debates. He said, I noticed that someone said that this actress, who I won't mention, had switched accents during the press for a show uh, from her accent from another country to an American accent. And I just wrote, oh, that's interesting. And, of course, you can't do irony on Twitter. You can't do irony in the United States anymore because the United States is such an uptight, stressed-out place right now and so unpleasant. Uh, Baldwin (laughs) clarified that he's a huge fan of the actress and he was only commenting to say that whatever expressions are important to you, that's your business, whether it's uh, a country, language, music, food, clothing, art. Uh, he added that uh, Twitter is where where all the a-holes in the United States and beyond go to get their advanced degrees in ha- a-holiness. Well, then why is he leaving? <laughs> he could be a professor. <laughs> he has a long history of that, yeah. And though he acknowledged uh, he could ignore the haters, he said the problem with Twitter is... Twitter is a lot of haters. You uh, so, are worthless Alec Baldwin. <laughs> so now he's uh, hanging on Instagram. Worthless Alec Baldwin. I uh, think for the time being. You know, it sucks when you make a joke and people don't get it on Twitter. Why? How, or well, they want to add on to it. Like, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but why yeah. at this point, you know, you, you would have to know. Nuance, subtlety oh, is yeah. lost when yeah. you post. We've said it time and time again. When you think... When you try for sarcasm in a tweet, and you may be actually making the exact opposite point, right? People will read it as the wrong point. Yeah, it's got to be done just right. I can't do it. I I, I read some that I'm like, wow, that's clever and that's good. I'm just not good at it, so I don't try. That's to why do that. People will actually write in parentheses sarcasm. Right, 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 right. And yeah. so you yeah. got to be that clear right. about. Oh yeah, and yeah. now the, there's a. It's not necessarily a font, but the sarcasm where you go. Capital, uh, lowercase, capital, lowercase. Right, right. Yeah, so people yeah. can understand that you I didn't know that till like, last year. Yeah. And why and do you like, need to know it? And, and I was looking at that going, each time I saw one of those, I'm like, what, are you okay? Huh? You're just being fun with the fonts? Is that yeah. what it is? No, apparently it's supposed to indicate sarcasm. It's to let the idiots know. The fonts over here. Yeah. 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 What's you with that damn Bowen. Bowen. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Tom Cruise <laughs> has gone viral on what? TikTok, but the clips featuring the Mission Impossible star are deep fakes. Of course they are. That experts are calling the most alarmingly lifelike examples of the technology yet. Because the guy that is being deep faked on, structurally, facially, resembles Tom Cruise. 
An account appeared on the app last week dubbed Deep Tom Cruise, which shows a number of videos depicting Cruise doing a magic trick, playing golf, and reminiscing about the time he met uh, the former president of the Soviet Union. Uh, the series of clips have been seen more than 11 million times as of Tuesday, uh, with many millions more on other social media platforms other than TikTok. Although the clips are for entertainment experts, one that such content should worry us. Uh, Sam Gregory, a program director of Witness.org, shared his concerns about the Tom Cruise deepfakes on Twitter. He said, um, women are already being targeted by deepfakes. Seeing is no longer believing. Rhetoric undermines real video. A video shared to the account shows deepfake Cruise wearing a festive Hawaiian shirt mm. while kneeling in front of the camera. He shows a coin and in an instance uh, makes it disappear like magic. And the only, now I haven't watched the videos. Each time I tried to pull it up, it wouldn't it wouldn't play for me. What I don't know is does his voice sound like Tom? It Cruise? does. Okay, oh. it does. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what you have is you have Marissa. If you could grab a little bit of his of his voice or what the impression. But uh, it's damn good. Okay. There may be a little jankiness for a nanosecond here and there, but uh, you, any casual viewer would say that's Tom Cruise doing this. It's a little disturbing. Yeah, it's yeah very, it is. I'm a little weirded I out by have, it. While I find the deep fake stuff fun, uh, when it's used for fun, yeah. I am a little bit paranoid of its potential. Well, the, it, it actually, in a way, re-educates people to the notion of vetting sources, multiple sources. Never take one thing as the word. Never believe one thing without doing your due diligence. Yeah, I mean... Tom Cruise is not on TikTok. What, uh... What worries me is what they did to the butcher of Bakersfield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And it, it, could that actually come true? I, I will know. not fire on... on, on, on. Unarmed, um, unarmed citizens. I can't say these words. It's very sort of things that you give to me. It's scripted in the helicopters and the, and then, then I'm going to go on the game show with the bears. The hell with you. The hell. <laughs> so, I'm the running man. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, I would. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm really running. <laughs> I would like to uh, to check out the uh, um, how close he gets yeah. on the the voice. So Marissa's going to look and see if she is that the uh, Mick Fleetwood? Grab that. That's right. <laughs> All right, so that's that's uh, from Fleet with Mac. <laughs> while we are waiting for that, I have a couple other things I could mention. Uh, Catherine Heigl doesn't have any secrets uh, from her kids in a cover shoot for Parents. Uh, she poses with her husband Josh Kelly and their kids Joshua Bishop, uh, Adelaide Marie Hope, and Nali Miun. Names that I know very well. Uh, inside, she says that the uh, while the girls who are adopted have more questions as they get older about the origin, she doesn't have anything that she wants to keep from them. She said, if you guys want to talk more about them, uh, you can have as much or as little information as you want. Tell us uh, what you're comfortable with knowing, meaning about their, I guess, their birth parents and so on. So she says she's going to Go through it that way. Uh, meanwhile, pandemic parenting has been less straightforward. Heigl says that she's been battling tween age uh, Nolly over cell fo- uh, phone privileges and spending every day picking up Apple cores, wrappers, and why am I even reading? This? Yeah. <laughs> I, watched, I watched her on, uh, I think it's called Fi- Firefly Lane or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Netflix it's a new show. It was, I, the show was great. Uh, she is very difficult to watch. Her yeah. face is. So bloated and tight and really? injected and yeah, oh, it was. She, she used and they to be... do like flashbacks um, to like you know the seventies and the eighties and all that. And it's just like to 
they they did a good job with everybody else making them look yeah. younger and uh they did a good job with her but it's hard to see her like that because everything is so done up. I used to love her and then her attitude came out and news about how she was after um uh, uh, oh yeah, the um, woman knocked up, knocked yep. up, and right. and uh, you know, and then just she had and then a she lot. She went away. She went well because people stopped working with her because she was a, a complainer, and she was on Grey's Anatomy, and you know, she thought she was going to go off and run. And if you you build up a reputation as someone who's difficult, um, and and you know that that can that'll come back to bite you in the ass. And her face, like whatever she's done to it, it makes her look like she is possibly overweight. And then you see a full body picture yeah. and you're like, oh, her her body's great. Mm. But it's like whatever she's done, it's like making her look bloated in the face. Okay. She smokes a lot. I know that. All right. Uh, so that's the end of that story because I don't want to go on with it anymore. <laughs> but I do have a little bit of that. Marissa grabbed this audio of uh, the Tom Cruise deepfake. So this is the guy uh, that's... Uh, this is, I wanted to hear yeah. the voice see how close it is. I'm going to show you some magic. It's the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh... Sounds like a younger Tom. Yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. yeah. The real. Uh, but the laugh he's got yeah. down, most definitely. Okay. Uh, hey, we're ready for the clips. Yay. My Zoe follows a single mother who takes matters into her own hands after a tragic incident leaving her daughter in a coma. Uh, in this clip, lead actress and director Julie Delpy uh, discusses her character. Here we go. I do have empathy for her because... She's dealing with her grief in a way that I find quite beautiful and could be very controversial as well, which is like she doesn't take no for an answer. She doesn't stop there. She doesn't. And I love when people break grounds, even if it's strong in some way. My Zoe is now showing in select theaters. Here's the next clip. A pair of agents on NBC's brand new sci-fi show, uh, Debris, Work together to investigate an alien spacecraft that is causing mysterious effects Ooh. on people. And in this clip, actor uh, Norbert Leo Butts, <laughs> kid you not. I mean, come on. Explains how his new role was a great challenge for him to take on. Here's Mr. Butts. So I thought it was a great challenge for me as an actor to try to get inside the mind of somebody who is way smarter than I could ever hope to be. Extremely cerebral and very tactical right approaches life as a scientist and yet life doesn't work like science all the time oh yeah <laughs> his name is norbert butts kathy you know him he's uh, the brother kevin the alcoholic on uh, bloodline um who's oh, yeah. the, the total f up yep 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 is that um like his stage name or is that his given name like was it such I'm an outrageous well, actual I'm, I'm name i'm curious yeah if, if he did that for you know memory's sake so you, you would know you you'll remember norbert butts wasn't norbert that crappy uh eddie murphy movie yeah yeah it was norbit that this is norbert oh yeah, yeah that's norbert leo butts he's not uh, a junior he is Norbert, uh, the the son of Elaine and Norbert A. Butts. So uh-huh. um, the Norbert name has continued on in the Butts family. All yes, right. uh, and there's from, Aunt Lickma. Uh, he's from St. Louis, <laughs> and he's my age. Uh, and I wonder if I knew him. Yo, rock the wiki on him. Right. Rock a wiki, and you can find out where he went to high school. Okay. It says St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, he was. he's from St. Louis, but I wonder where, what part. Anyway, uh, Debris. Airs on Monday night. It's Debris. Uh, Debris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 10 p.m. on NBC, by the way. And there you go. That's the entertainment report for you this morning. All right. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a break. Bishop DuBorg High School? 
I don't know that. Sounds like a uh, private school. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of losers. Yep. All right. So we're going to take a break. We have joining us uh, this morning Ray Don Chong. Yes. Will be on the program. And comedian uh, uh, Akash Singh, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow on Saturday. We'll be back in just a sec. Hang with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop for guys and gals. All with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. I'm going to do a couple of shout-outs real quick. If you guys we don't need mind. to, yes. Uh, here is an email that says, uh, Good morning, It. My best friend, uh, Jeannie. Introduced me to show while we were in grad school four years ago at University of Delaware, and I've been obsessed ever since. I listen to the podcast because uh, I don't get WMMR, WMMR out here in Lancaster. Uh, lame, can someone do something about this? Anyway, in Casey's, anyway, in Casey's anyway. voice, she says, uh, she's turning 30 on Thursday, March 4th, oh. and would be so excited if you gave her a shart out. Uh, thanks for helping to make her 30th one to remember. That is from Katie Greenwalt. So, yeah, we got a shout out for Jenny or oh, Jeannie. Here we go. 30, you got to do a birthday full well, blown. No, no I, got, I got several of these to do, so oh. let's just give her a shout out, right. please. Otherwise, we're going to take a half hour to do All this. All right, man. Here's another one that says, hey, if possible, please send a shout out to my wife, uh, Kristen, uh, for our 21st wedding anniversary, which is on Thursday, March 4th, and she is a huge fan of the show been in Camp Out for Hunger, podcast to show every day. She's a nurse manager at Jefferson Hospital and has endured this crazy past year like a champion. Last March, we had plans to go away on our 20th anniversary, but we had to cancel them uh-huh. because of the uncertainty of COVID. And if uh, the best I can do is have President Steve send a shard out, I think it'll be good. Uh, get in her good graces for another year. Thanks for all you do. Keep us laughing during our absolutely crappy year. And that is from uh, Joel Lang Kristen's husband nice so, uh, happy anniversary guys and then one last one uh jeff and megan stricker a couple that i know had their 10-year anniversary today not bad so happy anniversary to you guys and there's your shard out and by the way brought to you by u.s digestive health colonoscopy it beats cancer schedule your screening with pennsylvania's most experienced gi network at u.s digestive com. all right so i was going to bring something up but switching gears for just a moment because no, okay, no we're not doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, because uh, Casey told me and Brent Porsche had told me earlier this morning um, that he caught a mouse in the other studio. Oh God, there's more. He's got a humane trap. Yeah, and it's still in there. Yeah. Oh, it's in there now in I, the trap. I thought go, he was going to let it go on the way out. No. Can you go get it? We got to let it out. Yeah, well, Kathy can get it. Oh dear God. Good. Why is Marissa? Her she's waving her hands up in the air. What do you mean? What's wrong? What? What? Oh, oh, hell no. Oh, go get it. Oh, hell no. Oh, you want Marissa mouse. to go get it? No, no, no. you should no, go get it. No, Casey. I don't want to see it. Ew. They're Ew. adorable. They're a, huge. B, oh, my God. This is the second one in there, and you yep. let the first one out. Yeah. And you let, let it outside. Look at, what? You're acting oh. like it's like a house pet. I. They're it's adorable. I, I, I. They're adorable. I agree. Uh, mice are adorable. You don't want them uh, as an infestation no. in your home, obviously. You got to get them out. But uh, there's nothing wrong. You know what with I them? think? You know why I think I don't like them? Why? I think because they're too quick. Like it freaks me out that they it can is. move they quick that haul quick. ass. You're right. So like it is funny to watch them scamper. What if like it like that. ran up my leg? And, I, I know. Oh my God. I think of that too. But listen, to be honest, they're doing their best to get away from you. Away. They That's are. all there is yeah. to it. They're not yeah, gonna stop. It's not funny. Oh, God, God. <laughs> Casey's brought in. Steve bought these humane traps. 
Uh, I see him. All right. Aw. Right. Poor little guy. He's tiny. Oh, he's tiny. They're tiny. No, we got to let him out. What did you just say? Oh, but I don't have these humane things in my garage. If if I had, I, I thought I had a mouse and I put the one that would snap him in half. Um, wow. We didn't catch anything, so I don't think there was any in there. Preston is cute. Is there something we need to talk about or? We have one in our office. We have you two. Know? We see it every morning. Jesus, God Almighty, <laughs> Kathy, we've been Kathy. keeping it from you. Okay, so so here's the deal. We we when I'm you, sweating. You came My in, hands are sweating. You came in the I'm other sweating. day. So listen, <laughs> it was so funny. It was the best. <laughs> you, so you know oh you know God. how we have the desk, and then yeah. above the desk, there's a little um, <laughs> like a little railing that runs up just a little yeah. bit further up before it goes to drywall. In in front of my desk, he runs across oh that. Oh, my God! And Steven, I'll be like, Steve, he's here. Come here. Come over here. Come here. Come here. He's so Don't cute. Like Wait, Brandon. that's why you were standing over <laughs> yes! the other day? Yes! Yes! in. And we're, we've been so quiet about, quiet about it, and we didn't want you to know about it. <laughs> A, we didn't want to freak you out. B, we don't want you to call in the freaking mouse militia to come and yeah. kill him. Yeah. Dude, I, I won't I walk by there <laughs> yesterday, and it was oh doing its makeup in Kathy's mirror. <laughs> Look at him now! I it, dude, we, they're all freaking over here. I hate it. Well, we have we have a bit of a mouse problem. There here. are two traps oh, in our oh, office. Right. Humane traps. Which now the thing is, Brent's using pretzels. Yeah, I have goddamn cheese in our traps, and we yeah. haven't caught anything. We haven't caught them yet. Oh, do they the cheese actually yet. eat cheese? <laughs> I don't know. Butter. Peanut yeah. butter's better. Okay. All right. Yeah. So can we we'll switch? There, I bought I bought Kathy. Eight humane traps. Oh my god, where are they? I can't believe I don't see any of them. Uh, there, there are two in our office. Yeah. There's that one in there in, in the studio. There, Preston and I will be there. It's a door. You know what I think of every time I see it? The Green Mile. Oh, I, Mr. Jingles. I think of Mr. Jingles. Yeah, yeah. I think there's no way I can kill this guy. Yeah. Hey, we're in an enclosed suite. I feel like maybe anybody who has cats, we should just bring them all in one day. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know how yesterday you said uh, about once an hour you wanted to quit the show? Yeah, yeah. What's that rate today? <laughs> Right now, well, whoever sent oh, Jackie Bam Bam was it? That, I think that's who sent the initial video that I saw of the mouse yeah, yeah. running up the wall. That was pretty wild. That yeah. was my response. I just said I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but we, Kathy, so Steve and I were standing over by my desk and we're and we're trying to. I we're trying to figure out where to put this other trap he I brought in. I actually thought you guys were talking about me. When I walked in, I was like, oh, my God, they were well, totally we talking about were. me. No, I mean, yeah. we, we sort of were. We just didn't want you to hear it. But we're sitting here going, okay, maybe he's, I've seen him over here. Why don't we put it over here, blah, 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 this and that. And then you came walking in, and we started pretending like we were talking about something else. Oh I was God. holding the trap right in my hand. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I, you know what? If you were holding that and I didn't know that it was a mousetrap, I you wouldn't would think, oh, that's yeah. a mousetrap. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's just a, a I, I, green <laughs> cylinder. But when I went into the studio to grab this trap, oh, man. <laughs> Brady was cleaning. He's a, a, a gentleman who cleans uh, the, right. the sweets oh, around here. Oh, he's got to see them all. Well, no. What? He was in there. Did he freak out? And he was standing right in front of where the trap was. I go, hey, there's a mouse over there. <laughs> and he freaked out like you. He was like, oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, I get the same way, too. It's a tiny little thing. Yeah. But if I see it, I, you know, my initial reaction is to act like it's a lion or something. Well, I think it's Kathy's yeah. it might run up your leg paranoia. Yeah. That's what I think of, too. And, and to be honest, quick. they're not, they're not going to do that. But it does freak out well, a little bit. But yeah. once we've gotten used to our little buddy, I like him. I like him. The too. problem is, is that there's droppings and there's I other know. things that you want to yeah. be. And you also don't want. So do you know where he goes, Kathy? Oh, you know. Yeah. So the yeah. receiver, where my receiver is in the office, where that everything that console right next to me, yeah. I'll hear him. He goes back there. 
So Try eating your wires. It's, it, I, he's, he's got, I don't know what he's eating, but he's whatever he's eating, we just want to get him caught and safely release him. Uh, by the way, number text coming in. By the way, somebody says it's Mr. Bojangles, not Mr. J- no, it's Mr. Jingles. I've Mr. Read, Bojangles would dance. I read the books. I've seen the movie a thousand times. It's Mr. Jingles. But anyway, um, a lot of people are concurring with Casey on the peanut butter. Some people say take peanut butter, roll it up in some oats or maybe cereal or something like that. Also, chocolate in. is something good. So hmm. sweet, I think, is what we need. All right, to go so for. so what, I would also fall for that trap. By the way, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna. I'm surprised we didn't find Nick in one of the. <laughs> Nick, how did you get in there? Hey, because of this, um, I put, so when I go into the kitchen, if I have anything that, you know, if yeah. I'm making oatmeal or sometimes I'll reheat my coffee and I'll take the lid off and that I put down a paper towel and put all of my stuff on the paper towel. I don't even want it to sit on the counter because I'm afraid there's mouse well, don't. Hey, by the way, Marissa, you know, who does, runs our social yeah. at PrestonSteve.com, normally would be in here in Taking a, a split second to take a picture of something like Not this. So much? She's like, she's moved further away from the door <laughs> on the other it side. in a so box that it can't get out. She I'll might be take worse a, than me. I'll take a picture of him and then I'll send it to Marissa's right. because we got to get this little guy on He's, our social media account. They're He's adorable. Cute. They're cute. And I understand, yes, they're vermin and, and it's not right to have them in here. We didn't ask to have them in here, but we're going to do everything we can to get them out in a humane fashion. Yeah. I mean, we do end up, you know, serving food in here from time to time. And, you know, it's, it's a health concern. And didn't yeah. one of the mice end up in a... Uh, in the vending machine, yes, uh, um, like a month yes. or two ago, we heard that. Yeah. But that did was, that yeah. end up being true? Or no, not? I, I bought it, Preston. I just didn't know the code sequence. Oh. And once <laughs> I hit M one for mouse, it came out. Okay, uh, you so got I'm, it. I'm taking pictures. All right. Yeah, so, so, so what I want to do then is if we can I'll get the traps some. that are currently set in our office and replace them with something sweet, the peanut butter, or whatever. And I do we sell anything with peanut butter in the uh, vending machine? Probably like Coast Chi or something like that. So, okay. So then, then we'll switch it out. Because we see the other day, Preston, you're you're there, and I hear he's right here. He's yeah, right. yeah. I'm like Steve. Steve's right here. Come here. <laughs> but when you move, he's like you see a little peek around the, the the picture. Kathy, I had the trap right near you. Oh dear. Because God. I wanted to stop you know it from getting to you. There was there was stuff on like the tiny portion that's designated Nick's desk in there that was like moved around, and I was like, that's weird. Why is that? I was doing it. So that's yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah, the okay. traps are behind there. All right, hang nice. on. I'm sorry. I'm taking my time on this. Let me. You got it. Well, listen. You're a nature photographer by heart. Oh, you work for. Oh my God. You, you know did what? the National Geo. I just stuff. thought of something. What? what? Um, so in my uh, dorm, my little dorm room corner, yeah. um, my I have fake succulents, and they every morning I was coming in for a few mornings in a row, and there were they were fallen, they had come out. They've been up there for months, yeah. and they have not, they haven't. There's just nothing wrong with them, but they they're like in little tiny vases. They're fake succulents. They're fake succulents in like a tiny. And little, they're being pulled out. And they were all not all of them, but a, a bunch of them were pulled out. Were on my desk. Mm. You know what, Steve? He probably is pranking Kathy. Yeah. This, this little mouse knows that you're. Uh... But I wonder if he's crawling up there. Ew. I would. Don't, don't leave if you have your pocketbook or anything there. Don't leave it unzipped and open. Oh, so geez. he has. I mm. have seen him the other day. So. <laughs> So I have on my desk, I have like this little utility hole, essentially yeah. where cords and things can come up through, right. and he'll shoot he off into the up. corner. Well, he'll go down in it. <laughs> now, it's obscured. I can't see it, but because I know he goes down in it because then I saw him sh- shoot out the bottom and run over to Nick Murphy's yeah. desk. Yeah. So 
<laughs> he stays basically on our side of the of the room. Yes, but yeah, he, he has he does ventured, venture over. He's ventured over there. He before. actually cut together yesterday's Daily Rush. The mouse. No oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's good like that. Oh, so I just looked up real quick because I, I I don't know. I just think of them as like dirty and disgusting but well, it says well it says they're actually clean animals who groom themselves several times a day uh, and are less likely than dogs or cats to transmit parasites or viruses okay, okay. all right we just want to get them out yeah so when you get them out steve uh, like do you take them back into the woods behind the office or like, where do i'm you, thinking you could kathy's do that car? Uh, kathy's car no. and, and kathy's uh, i will yeah. run that thing over so quick <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe, but maybe back in the woods or by the by the by the dumpster, perhaps. Okay. Oh, no, maybe no, I think it, no, no. We need to take him to Delaware but, County. Like we need to get him out of this area. They're going to find their way back. No, we um we have our possums there, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? This is true. We're having so much uh, construction done on the building. That's it. I that, bet that that's what's. That's uh, what I said Steve from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You start to open up things, and you start to, and, and that's what happens. Also, as doors are open up and things are coming in and out, and there's a heat source in the building, they're drawn to it. Does anybody have that chain of uh, the list of names that we had that we had kicked around once we found we saw the video of the mouse oh, yeah. running on the wall, oh, and then we, the that text? was it was in our text, but but yeah. we started kicking around ideas for names of the mouse because we thought there was only one at the time. Apparently, no, there's, there's entire, a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. genealogy of yeah. of uh, mice here in our uh, studios. <laughs> but uh, hang on, I want to go to some calls. I have uh, Barbara online. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have had a mice infestation. Okay. And I didn't realize it because I commute over an hour to work each day. And so when I finally started cleaning out the house, uh, there's mice droppings right. all through the kitchen, under the stove. Right. I screamed. I got everything out, replaced everything into the kitchen. Got to the point I had to throw out my sofa because they were in the sofa. Okay. okay. Wow. So what did you do? What did I do? This is um, went out and bought the friendly, like the little hotels for them, the little. <laughs> Bastards would Hotels. eat. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Would eat the peanut butter and would run out. <laughs> then I got the, the the thing where they stick to it. <laughs> they would eat the bait around it. Right. And, would run back and then they get stuck and they die in the trap. We don't want to do that. So finally, ended up doing, and this is the best I could do. I got the green poison. Yeah, that's going to kill them as well. We don't want to do that. Right. Like, they're all over my house. Okay, so you've got it. Yeah. Have you ever called an exterminator? Listen, if it gets out of control, you got to call. Yeah, yeah. You're going to, you know, you're going to have to have some help. I never called the exterminator. I got to the point that I bought off of Amazon two of those electronic things that send out the the friendly vibes. Right, the sonic machine. Does that work? Oh, my God, it's working. I've won in the basement. Oh, really? All right, we'll try that maybe. Okay. Yeah. Send them on over to the uh, country station. Yeah. <laughs> Next no, to you. And the other thing I had done, and it was so gross, that I smashed up the green um, poison and put peanut butter in it. Right. And literally had to pull the sofa, the sofa, I'm sorry, the oven out from the wall, and it was like a smorgasbord, and it took the little... Sorry, oh. it took the little thing almost two weeks till he went to the light and died. So I must Jesus. have. That's a horrible that's goddamn story. Him over That's two a weeks. horrible goddamn Barbara, story. We're gonna let you go. Yeah. Barbara, yeah. 
I, you know, I, I, one of my children acted up, and I happened to have some of that poison left. It's like in uh, yeah. in uh, what was that, the the uh, M Night Shyamalan movie where she's slowly putting pine sauce oh, yeah. in oh, yeah. yeah. the six yeah. Over time. On a lighter note, I have the list of names that uh, everybody came up with. They were really bad, by the way. Yeah, they weren't. Purposely bad. They weren't good. Some of them were. Malston Elliott. (laughs) Steve Malserson. (laughs) Mousy Boy. (laughs) Those are dumb. Kathy Romalso. That's that's good. That's not bad. Nick Malselwain. Marissa Mousnada. That's not bad. Mouse Murphy. (laughs) Chuck DeMalso. And Bill Malston. Okay. Those Those are bad. And then there were, like, there like were rock and roll rock and ones. Roll ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was? Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. I had That's said because there used to be an Eddie Van Hamster here. Oh, here. Yeah. yeah. Which was David Lee Rodent. David Lee Rodent. Yeah. Pearl Mouse. <laughs> Big Fish Mouth. Mighty yeah. Mouse Mouse Stones. <laughs> mouse Nut Zippers. <laughs> oh, then we started going ska. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Big Head Voodoo Mouse. Mouse Bone. <laughs> Rat. Bob Mousley. Faith No Mouse. Bob Mousey's not bad. I like that. Dave Mousey Band. <laughs> this is stupid. Rat Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, that's, that's, that's not good. bad. Dead Mouse. Oh. Oh. Dead Mouse. That was uh, yeah. Dead Mouse 5. Dead, Dead, Dead Mouse 5. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to some other calls. I'm going to go to Greg. Hey, Greg, good morning. Matt Damon. Matt yes! Damon to you, sir. What's up, Greg? I haven't heard that in a long time. It's been a while. Hey, so I was, Matt uh, Damon! <laughs> I was deployed in Kuwait, and uh, we we worked in shoes, the uh, containerized housing unit kind of things. The, right. The containers, and uh, I was, you know, trying to be nice to the mice because, uh, like, give them cheese or whatever. Well, anyway, uh, some guys decided to set up mouse traps, and then uh, they would kill them, and they were like, "Hey, come here!" So I was like, "All right." So they uh, in the back of the uh, of our office area, they had tombstones set up. Here lies Mighty Mouse. Here lies Stuart Little. <laughs> So uh, every every like time they would they would were they actually burying them or just making little yeah, gravestones? No, they were they would actually bury oh. them, and then a couple of days later we'd have either cats or jackals dig them up. And uh, wow. of course, yeah, because yeah. they're going to go back into the uh, food chain. <laughs> but you would you would make they would make little tombstones, maybe put little tiny flowers or things like that. Not really flowers. I mean, it's a desert. Where are you going to find a flower? Yeah, wait, come know, on, dude, man. just play along. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Where would you get flowers? <laughs> Hey, what's the desert, that? man? All right, thanks, yeah. Greg. Appreciate what's it. He got um, offended by your question. Yeah. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> We're going to get freaking flowers. You are on a base, right? I mean, they have food. Yeah. We're fighting for you, and you're criticizing me for not getting flowers? What are you? Uh, hey, uh, what did that lady say about the, the green mouse? Uh, I gave it to my children. No. Uh, the poison. The poison, yeah. yeah. Because I... We had a mouse issue, and um, I had to. We weren't going to be where the mouse was for a little while. Yeah. So I left the poison out for them, and it was that stuff. And so, what did she say? Because I was. It slowly was, killed him. Didn't it take two weeks before yeah, she died? Yeah. She slowly withered this mouse Jeez. away with poison. She over time. Should go back and 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 and, and chastise yeah. it. Hey, should the had building to... be doing anything about this? Like at least. No, why would they do anything? <sighs> I uh, yeah I don't know what the I mean, story is. They I'm can't sure even been... keep our windows from going maybe, dark. And maybe it hasn't even been reported. I mean I've been keeping quiet about it. And, well uh, yeah obviously. And so is uh, <laughs> Brent Porsche and Jackie Bam Bam. I don't think they've told. What pisses me off or complained about it is that the humane traps I bought are working like gangbusters in the air studio. But not, yeah, but and not, not our, in our office. I think I think it's a bait. All I think, right. we, I think we need something that. Uh, or you know now what that it was, I know leader. about it, maybe you can like. Are they too hidden? Like maybe you can put them out in the. Well, open we have now. them in, in in the path that we've seen. There may be. Yeah, we believe no. there's one, possibly two. I oh, think. Maybe I know one. what it is. 
He saw you putting them out. He's like, I'm not falling for this. He actually well, saw you do it's it. Possible. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second here. So Tracy's got a, a bait suggestion. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up, Tracy? Um, I use. I don't. I kill them. I'm sorry. There's too many of them. They have too many babies. <laughs> Just get rid of them. Okay. I use Ritz crackers and peanut butter. All right, which is a great snack for humans yeah. too. Is but is that naturally lethal to mice? Are you, how do you kill them? With the the trap. Yeah, okay. All right. But at least you're giving them a nice last meal. Tracy, you do the the old school mouse trap with the the bar that swings over? Yep. Okay. I I just can't. Yeah, I can't do that one. I I, I think of the green mile. I think of the little guy. And he's, listen, I get it. I understand. I just try to get him outside. You know what, though? Because the the food that you put in the mouse trap is, uh, because I have the mouse trap. It's the kind that they go into, and then they die. Yeah. Um, th- maybe I should put a little food outside first so that they actually do get a little bit of a meal before I kill them. I have okay. a whole a bunch of humane ones yeah. if you want them. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't, I don't want uh, to. And I'm not, a, I'm not an animal killer or anything like that either, but I, I don't want them to live. live. <laughs> hey, Kathy, I'm sitting here looking at him. He's cleaning himself yeah. right now. Is he? He's, yeah, he's he been is. doing it, Kathy. Yeah, he's... he's... Grooming. He's got nothing else to do. He's sitting here in this uh, trap. So, I mean, should we get like a hamster cage with some wheels and just keep it as a pet? As a pet? I don't. Can, yeah. <laughs> Who the hell are what, you? <laughs> where did that well, come from? It's yeah. in a box. I'm Suddenly, quiet. she's run, she's running a zebra really? preserve over in Africa. I, yeah, I don't want it running around my feet and all I know. my things. You but... just went. You went from I'm going to run it over in the parking lot to let's keep it as a pet. <laughs> I just mean in perhaps a box we can confined. train. <laughs> perhaps we can train them to do circus acts and go on the road. <laughs> I know what she's saying. Contained. Uh, uh, as opposed to taking it outside and letting Free it go where it might it's gonna come back in. make its way back in. Well, Speaking of that, hang on. Brian wants to comment on that. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Hey, oh, Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Yeah, the, the humane traps are great, but unless you're going to release that mouse like a few miles down the road, it's going to come right back in. Yeah. It's going to find its way back in. Well, That's it, what um, I thought. I mean, ultimately, it, it's going to – listen, you get it out far enough – um, you know what? We should do what Pierre does. Hire him a limo, right? Put him in the back of the limo. And send him, up to, him uh, up to, like, Martha's yeah, Vineyard yeah, yeah. or yeah. something like that. It's nice. <laughs> well, you know what? How about the keys? Because it's warmer this you time know of what? year. Thanks, You're Brian. Right. You're right. Go south. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I will go to Dennis. Hi, Dennis. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning, morning Ant. What's up, bud? All right, so my wife and I, we had a little bit of a mouse problem from uh, a house connected to us a few years ago. And I agree, I love mice. I think they're adorable, but I don't want them in my house. Right. And we have a dog that's a hunter. She's a tree and walker coon hound, and she noticed something. And we knew there was at least one in the house, and there were like three three of them. And uh, I had to make a tough decision. So I had a Swiffer, and I was like James Van Riemsdyk on the power play. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to across the room to, like, stun him and i don't know if i killed him i think i at least knocked him out and i got him out of the house that way so it was a swiffer decision yeah i don't want him in my house you know i know i know and and no we don't want him in the office and we don't obviously droppings and stuff like that we don't want them we certainly don't want them procreating yeah but if we can right now have a shot at getting them out in the humane way i'd like to try that sonic thing I've heard other people say it doesn't work, right. but um, the, the uh, I forget the Nicola's name who was murdering them in the most inhumane <laughs> fashion. Um, uh, she swore by it. So. I'm going to go to Ed. Hi, Ed. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, Ed? Hey, so I was at my desk one day he, um, talking on the phone. 
and I'm hearing it rattling next to my donut box. I'm thinking nothing of it, but then I keep hearing it. I look in, you know, on top of the donut box, it has a cellophane cover. Yeah. I look down in it. There's a, a mouse chewing on a donut. Oh, I don't know how. I don't know how it got in the box, but it got in the box and showing. So I told the other guys, "Come on over here, check this out." We looked at it for a few minutes. Then I took it outside and just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Live and let live. You, so you put it in a limo and send it to a Cape Cod. <laughs> you know the old school cartoons that you would see where they put a cup there or a bowl and a stick and a string and put a cheese on it and trap it that way? I actually did it that way one time. Oh, really? Like super old school. The old string on the box routine. Yeah. Or the stick I, in the box, huh? I stuck a piece of cardboard underneath it, flipped it. We looked at it for a couple minutes, me and the kids, and then I took it out and threw it out in the field. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. So we got to figure out where we're going to put this little guy. Well, there's woods back in the uh, yeah, in the back, back part of the yeah. uh, parking I think, lot. I don't think that's far enough. I, honestly, like from from calls and texts, I think it needs to go a few more miles away. So Kathy will drive him home, and we'll. Put him no, home. thank you. No, <laughs> no. Nah, I think we can let him up out back. I'm sure we can. I mean, he's yeah. got to he's got to get back so up far. to the fourth floor. Totally. Yeah. Yes. He's got he's not gotta only get, he's got to make it across the gigantic <laughs> yeah. parking lot without getting find a way into the building, and then he's got to get up to the fourth. Floor. Doesn't How even have a pass. Find yeah. our suite on yeah. the fourth floor. Get through the magnetic yeah. doors. Right. How's he going to the buttons on the elevator? Cat. Stop. Maybe yeah. he's he has not going to make it right into this suite, but he's going to make it back into the building. We just care about our area. Yeah. Oh no! Come on. And you know what happens if he passes Bill? Bill's going to make him come to our conference, our meeting this morning. <laughs> that should keep him. Maybe out. if we take him and put him up up on the roof, he'll go and chew through the wires that cause <laughs> yeah. our uh, our oh. windows to tint. Yeah. Oh, put him at, at eight fifteen a.m. each day. Um... I don't know, but we do. We should probably film our release. All right, uh, yeah. we him, should definitely and let's being let go. Let's switch then the the uh, bait in the current humane traps in our office. When you yeah. uh, when you see mice in pet stores, they're usually used for like snake food, right? Yeah. Do people ever uh, bring those mice home as actual pets? Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I, you I know, can't I, watch that. I, I know it's part of nature. I know the rat, the, the, the snake needs to live. I get it. It's part of the big process. Yeah, I could never have a pet where I'd have to feed another living pet to it. Yeah, so you're saying we should get a snake? Yes, maybe that'll keep it. <laughs> 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 so, so <laughs> yeah, sometimes like aquariums, you have to you have to feed goldfish. Yeah. Those, uh, those other yeah. uh, fish. I had a dog so for a while. I had to feed cats too. <laughs> right, and it just it was so hard. And that didn't do. desensitize you? Yeah, I, I said I can't do this anymore. Okay. All right. Well, we got a little mouse here. All right. Uh, this is not. This is definitely not the same one, Steve. He's smaller. He's got a mustache. Than our buddy in the office. So. Uh, we'll release him uh, later on, but um... yeah, one in the office, Kathy, is huge. Oh, stop! <laughs> he's got like a white prehensile tail. Wait, is it really big? It's no, big. no, no, he's, no. Like, he's like that. He's a little, he's a little bit bigger than this yeah, guy. Yeah. This guy's um, um, a baby. All right, I, I so we'll let so. him out. Yep. All right. Anyhow, uh, thank you for bringing him in her case. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. You know what? I do have some things to give away because uh, we have a few of these left. Coming to America, we have a special advanced screening of this. Tonight, so this movie coming to America is going to hit tomorrow uh, on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, so if you would like to get it ahead of time, uh, we'll take callers number eleven and twelve at two one five two six three WMMR, and we will set you up with that. So give us a call. We'll come back in a second, and the bizarre file is on the way. So stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Brett Talley.
Tally, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. By the way, we've made a decision in the next segment. We are going to, we're going to send Nick out and we're going to cover the live release of our little mouse buddy here in our in our humane trap uh, that we have. If you missed the last segment, we have a studio mouse that we caught, and we're going to release him into the woods, which are a little further out away from the building, and we're going to cover that live on the air. So Nick's going to do that. And update. What I did is I, uh, as per uh, the, rec- the uh, advice from um, the listeners here, I picked up uh, Lance's Toast Chi, which is peanut butter crackers. Yeah, perfect. And, and I put the uh, there's a opened them up and and used the uh, peanut butter from two crackers on the base of another one and reset the traps. So you get the you get the cracker and which, you get the which pe- we know he's right. been they've been eating like pretzels and things like here right. and because we have another mouse that we know of for sure that's one maybe two to catch yeah. him so. Uh, so we'll set that up in a little should bit. Should I eat any of those crackers? Just, <laughs> I think you should. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, yeah, we should probably See if do like that. See you like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, text here says, sitting in my car waiting for the B file before I go into work. I refuse to miss it. So All I'm right. going to take care of that now. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. All right, we're going to start with this story out of Australia. Last Saturday, two men either didn't notice or didn't mind that the inflatable mattress they were day-drinking on was drifting out to sea. (laughs) Jackson Perry and Noah Palmer had taken the air mattress and a cooler full of beer into the water in front of Palmer's Oceanside House located just south of Perth, and they had intended on spending the day just relaxing no more than 50 yards from the shore, but the wind had other plans. According to Perry, he said, we couldn't paddle against the wind, and we just kept going further and further out. We only aimed to be maybe 100 meters offshore max, and before we knew it, we were out to sea. Hey, is that the Sydney Opera House? With the batteries on their phones dwindling, Palmer and Perry called their friend Tex, who they knew was about 30 minutes away from their location, <laughs> as the wind carried them two and a half miles out into the Indian Ocean. <laughs> the pair noticed that they were gradually sinking due to the fact the mattress was full of pinholes. <laughs> oh, boy. To stay afloat, Palmer jumped off the mattress every few minutes and reinflated it manually while the duo waited for help to arrive. After three hours of drifting, Tex arrived on a jet ski to rescue his friends and was quickly followed by a team of volunteer rescuers who helped bring Perry and Palmer to shore. When asked if they had any advice to other people who were drinking and floating on air mattresses, Perry said, definitely check the wind forecast before anything. But he expressed no regrets. Uh, He said, uh, other than that, we had a pretty good time. <laughs> Similar thing happened with my uh, my sister-in-law. We were out. Uh, this was the uh, south shore of Long Island. We're at a beach party. She goes out in the kayak. We're like, hey, where's Barbara? And then a like a powerboat comes pulling up, and she's in the back of the... That's great. She just couldn't make it back. I told you guys at the Inner Harbor in in uh, Baltimore, we had uh, we rented the, one of those uh, paddle dragon boats. Yes, oh, yeah, with yeah. a big dragon head on the front of it, with, also known as a sail. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were never going to get back. Yeah, in. yeah. I thought we were, it was just it was. I'm like paddle, paddle. It was one of my. It was my son too. I'm like just shut up and paddle. Paddle. 
Anyway, let me A woman in Thailand couldn't believe her luck after stumbling across almost $260,000 worth of whale vomit near her beach house. Uh, Siraporn Nirmirn Nirmirn had been walking along a beach after a rainstorm when she noticed a large mass had washed onto shore. Upon closer inspection, she noticed the substance smelled like fish, so she dragged the mass away from the beach, believing her find could be worth some money. After asking her neighbors for some help with the oval-shaped find, uh, Siraporn was shocked to be told the substance was whale vomit, which is also known as ambergris. At uh, 12 inches wide and 24 inches long and weighing around 15 pounds, the ambergris has an estimated value of about $260,000. It's amazing because it's used in the making of perfumes. Yeah, Yeah, I... um always look for this when I'm uh, walking in the surf. In case I don't, I, like that. I don't I, think I would recognize it. Well, now that I'm looking at a picture of it, just yeah. hers, it looks like a giant like potato. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. like like driftwood of a sort. Uh, in or, Well, it's more of a yellowish color, but yeah. yeah, you're right, Casey. It's got kind of a, like a gigantic loaf of bread or something like that. In order to verify the authenticity of the ambergris, uh, Sierra Porn and her neighbors uh, held a naked flame to the mass, causing part of it to melt and then harden again after cooling. She's now waiting for experts to visit her house to confirm that the lump is genuine ambergris, the rare ingredient used in the perfume industry. She said, "If it really, if I really have genuine ambergris, I can't help but uh, my, I can help my community." Once I find a buyer for it. So ambergris is produced by sperm whales when bile ducts in the gastrointestinal tract make secretions to ease the passage of large or sharp objects. The whale then vomits the mucilage, which solidifies and floats on the surface of the ocean. The solid chunk has a foul smell at first, but after the mucilage dries out, it develops a sweet and long-lasting fragrance, which makes it a sought-after ingredient in the perfume industry. Well, talk about a yard sale find. I have a, a series of stories about fines, about really good fines. So a small porcelain bowl bought for $35 at a Connecticut yard sale turned out to be a rare 15th century Chinese artifact worth between three hundred dollars and $500,000. It's about to go up for auction at Sotheby's. The white bowl adorned with cobalt blue paintings of flowers and other designs is about six inches in diameter. It gets better. It was filled with ambergris. <laughs> An antiques enthusiast uh, came across the piece and thought it could be something special when browsing a yard sale in the New Haven area last year. Uh, the piece... One of only seven such bowls known to exist in the world will be up for auction on the 17th. Uh, The buyer, who is not being named, paid $35 asking price and later emailed information and photos to Sotheby's asking for an evaluation. The auction house experts on Chinese ceramics and art, Angela McAteer and Hang Yin, uh, get many such emails every week. But this was the kind that they dream about. They said it was immediately apparent to both of us. That we were looking at something very, very special. So they think it's from the 1400s and uh, that it is one of only a handful and it is worth a ton of money. Do you ever when you're like in an antique store or like a like a, uh, you know, a a yard sale, you look at something. I wonder, I wonder if this is one of those things. I don't think I would (laughs) have the luck. And of course, I'm never right. Right. (laughs) And then one last story. Here's a windfall of a different type. Uh (laughs) An Acton, uh, Massachusetts woman. Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah. Ohio? Uh, M.A. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, thank you. Uh, was sentenced ma. in... Uh, Acton yeah. Ma. <laughs> was sentenced in connection with defrauding the U.S. Treasury Department of more than $50 million in mm. tax-free energy grants 
as part of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009. I don't know how anyone would ever believe that they could get away with this. $50 million? Yeah, listen to this. So the woman identified as Jessica uh, Metaver was sentenced to one-year probation. That's all she got, one-year probation. In August 2017, Metaver and her partner Christopher Condren uh, were charged. She pleaded guilty to attempts to interfere with administration of internal revenue laws. Corden pleaded not guilty. Uh, he had used her name submitting fraudulent applications to the Treasury Department for Energy Grants as part of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009. The Recovery Act provided tax-free grants to individuals and businesses who put certain specified energy property, such as wind farms and gasification systems that converted trash into electricity into service in a trade or a business. So for each of the applications, this guy, Condren, falsely claimed that Metaver and her entities had acquired, placed into service, or started construction of energy properties, which included three different biofuel gasification systems purportedly built at a cost of approximately $88 million and an $84 million wind farm project. And and nobody ever At checked? some point, don't you have to prove? Go look, a picture? Yeah. Maybe a sketch? So Condren tried to be reimbursed for more than $50 million based on those costs, which the indictment alleges they never actually incurred and received grants totaling more than $8 million. So how do you end up with just a year's probation? I don't know. Are they expected to pay the money back? Uh, Because, uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't end up getting the money, I guess. Because that's our money, basically. Uh, But they, uh, yeah, that's $50 million. How do you plan? What is your, what's your next plan after you get the money? (laughs) You know? Ah, come on. So, anyway. Maybe you finally set up that friggin' factory. And there you go. That's what we have in the Bizarre File for you. All right. Let's take a break, yes? Yeah. Give away one of these? Mm -hmm. these uh... So, we have a pair of passes to see Chaos Walking. It's Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley that are in this. Uh, It's in theaters. And we will take uh, callers number 7 and 8 at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll give you those. It's about a mystery a girl crash lands on a planet where all women have disappeared and the men are afflicted by the noise. Hmm, that's a mystery. A force that puts their thoughts on display. So it's in theaters on Friday, uh, but we'll take those callers now and we will give you passes as we speak. Am I going to go outside now? We're going to send Nick out and we're going to cover live live release of our little mouse buddy who oh, we, we have not named. This is going to be beautiful. And uh, we'll We let, need the theme to Born Free, Marissa. We'll let him be free, so... <laughs> We'll take a quick break. Come back in a moment. We also have a couple of guests coming up, so make sure that you stay with us. We won't be gone long. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, Get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We had an extended uh, conversation just a little while ago about uh, our um, fellow tenants here at One Bell <laughs> Plaza. Um, we have uh, some mice running around our area. Uh, a couple of them have been caught in the main MMR studio. None have been seen in the President Steve studio. Yet in our morning show office, uh, we have a little buddy that's running around. Um, Brent Porsche, uh, Steve had brought in these humane traps. Uh, Brent Porsche, who's been keeping an eye on, on the mice, uh, caught one last night. Mm-hmm. And so we have him, uh, and we're going to let him go free. Yeah, because that's gonna, the way it should be, man. We're going to release him. Steve and I don't believe in, in killing these things. I no. Listen, we know they can be, you know, that they're vermin, they're they're rodents and, and so on, but we're, we're not going to do that ourselves. Well, the green mile, man. The Green Mile, the green Mr. Mile. Jingles, Mr. I know. Jingles, man. Uh, these things could be magical for they all. They could be magical. Uh, but we're going to release. So we sent Nick out with the humane trap, and uh, let's go to him now. Born Hang on a second. Free, <laughs> as free uh, as the wind blows. We're going to release. As free as the grass grows. We are going to release him to, uh, to follow your heart. Free into the. Uh, into the now, mind you, into the wilderness. This was about lions, lions, mice. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Sure, kill them. There have been fables of uh, absolutely you know, of uh, mice and, and uh, lions. lions. In fact, the great John Steinbeck uh, novel of mice and, uh, and uh, lions. lions. All right, what was the one where there was a thorn? And yeah. the lion's paw. And the mouse removes yeah. it. And, and then okay. the, the they become buddies. lion eats the mouse. Lion eats the mouse. <laughs> Kathy you. wants it. Let's do this before Kathy demands that we kill this animal. Uh, Nick McElwain, are you there? Yeah, it's, it's pretty windy and cold out here. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. It's breaking up a little bit, but uh, you are correct. It is a, a windy. We can hear the wind. So where exactly are you in uh, in our One Bella Plaza parking area? We went all the way up above the back parking lot, and there's sort of a wooded area back there. And, okay. Um, we're going to let him go back here. He is adorable. He's a really cute little thing. And uh, that, that music was majestic. We did. Um, by the way, we're on Facebook Live, so if our listeners uh. watch it, we'll, we will um, uh, be streaming that so that you can see this mouse, Mousy Mouserson, be uh, re-released into the wild. And by the way, this area that Nick is in, we've done tons of stuff out this way. We've done, uh, we've ridden segways. Yes. And we've, uh, archery. We've flipped cars over and archery. Yeah. And this is kind of our area to go and, and do stuff away from the building. And so. since this is technically a field mouse, yeah. this is a field. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. You wrote a penny yeah, farthing one, out there. That's right. I did write a penny We did. Farthing. And I, I believe at one point we also uh, threw uh, deceased ashes, uh, an ashes of the deceased loved one into a woodship. Yes. Okay. In fact, yeah. I got had had. had a mouthful of that dead body and, uh, because it blew back in my face. All right, let's uh, let's somebody. Uh, Bob's on the line says we should tag the mouse. Somebody recommended we spray paint his tail so just we will to know, know. If, if he comes yeah. back in. But we're it's no, too we'll, late. For we'll, that. we'll just do the honor system, and if we ask him, we expect him to tell us. Correct. All right, Nick, are you ready to release him? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to hand uh, Connor the phone. So um, I'm going to release the trap, and Connor can describe what's going on when I do that. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, we we're, we can see this, so I can I can describe uh, if you want to. All right. So I guess he's. Oh, well, now we've lost him. Have we? Oh, uh, no, but we're getting a video image. He handed the phone over. What's happening? Nick is now leaning down. He is uh, removing one end of the trap, and okay, he's about to open it. He's setting it down to the ground. You've got to. And let's see what happens. He's opened the gate. Let's see if the mouse. He's hanging. He's hanging. Oh, oh, here we go. He's sticking his little nose out. 
He's got to check and make sure it's safe, okay? Tell, tell, if that, whoever has the cameras right in front of the opening, you're probably scaring the little feller. He's coming out now. Hey, Nick, tell him that go that way to Mouseville. Ah, and point he's, that he's, 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 he's going. He's, going. he's going now. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Look at him. Nick, he's running off deep into the woods now, isn't he? He's heading in the right direction. He's going to Mouseville. Headed to freedom. Fly! <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see what just happened? No. There were 10 other mice camouflaged, no standing, just like in Harry and the Hendersons. And they came out at the end of yeah. their family. We didn't even, we, we've reunited family. them. All right, Nick, thank you very much. Oh, man. I don't think that could have gone any better. It was yeah. perfect. Well, Come on back in. We probably should have given them a coat or something. It's... Hold They're out. field mice. Oh. So what's going to happen is he's going to find now, where he, there are areas back there where he can go, but he's he's got this is where he's from, man. Actually, I would have been horrified, but but it if still would have been funny a if a, if a red tail hawk would have <laughs> <laughs> swooped down. Oh, it's not it's not the first time stuff like that has happened. <laughs> yeah, they've re- I've seen where they've. Uh, one time there were bird watchers watching this extremely rare yeah. bird in this area, and sure enough, Boom. A, a predator bird came in and just snatched it and ate it. There's a video, and it's made its way onto America's Funniest Home Videos, too, where they raise this monarch butterfly, and it's beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, my God. Let it go, and it flies up, and boom, a bird nails in a few, <laughs> wow. few seconds. All right, well, we let him go. All right. Yes. He's, he's on his own now. Hopefully, he has not been spoiled or domesticated here and can... For, forge, what was forage, forage in yes. the wild. Thank yes. you, and, and survive. I, th- I think we did give him a good shot. He is, they're field mice, and they'll they'll find their yeah. their deal. But I mean, here we're just trying to get them out of the building without killing them. Yep. You guys remember the tale of Little Bunny Fufu? I do not. Popping Scooping up the field forest. mice yeah. and yeah. bopping them on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Bopping through the forest. Scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. That's Kathy then. That's mm-hmm. right. That's your perfect star for you. Anything that allows you to murder small animals. All right, well, with that, we've let uh, nature take its course. Um, I did, and I know we spoke to Neil deGrasse Tyson yesterday, but there have been several... What are you going again? on? She, she go does not want the space stories There are several now. stories about space and space exploration, so I think I need to put on the cowboy hat. All right. I think we need to Kathy objects, cowboy. but I'm, I'm up for it. Well, main, one of the reasons, because a couple of things are, are taking place. They're right in the news right now. And and right now, and yeah. if, if I don't get to them, they're just going to they're gonna fade off into the ether. So, and Kathy says she's cool with that. Uh, first of all, uh, Elon Musk gave the latest Starship test rocket an honorable discharge yesterday when it unexpectedly exploded uh, minutes after landing. Uh, the SpaceX chief reacted on Twitter after the company's latest prototype, serial number 10, or SN10, erupted into a ball of flames after what was, all accounts, a successful touchdown in Boca Chica, Texas. It was pretty damn cool. Uh, the spectacular footage, uh, the in, in the spectacular footage, the SN10 blasted 6.2 miles into the sky before flipping and landing back on Earth all in just over six minutes. It was the first time SpaceX had successfully landed a Starship prototype following a high altitude test. They've they've done ones from lower before. Yeah. Um and but the SN8 and 9 rockets both exploded on impact, so this is the third one to happen in a row. But about 10 minutes after landing uh is when this one took place. Um so Musk had tweeted uh, RIP SN10 honorable discharge. In a separate tweet, Musk wrote SpaceX team is doing great work. Uh, one day, the true measure of success will be that starship flights are commonplace. 
Uh, after landing, the rocket was seen standing at a tilted angle, and some flames could be seen near its base. SpaceX has yet to detail the cause of the explosion, but theories include a propellant tank leak or landing leg issue. Did you see uh, Elon Musk's hopes for setting up a basically a star city in Texas? No, a an actual you know of course or or a NASA type facility that is a small city right. in Texas, which is where he's relocated, okay. Boca Chiba. Uh, yeah, and okay. so that's where he kind of wants to set it up and get the support from the the local uh, politicians to make this a reality. On its website, SpaceX described the explosion as a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. Yeah, uh, and said the launch marked a great day for the teams working on Starship. Uh, despite the fireball, it said uh, test flights were all about improving or our understanding, which is what these things, that's it, why these things happen. It's what they, happened in the in the NASA project. Sure. They, they blow up and they figure out what went wrong. Yeah. They fix it. And then they, they keep going till they get several tests in a row that are successful. And then they, then they improve. And in a bizarre continue. way, you, you want that to, ha- you want that to yeah. happen in these, what the beta testing, as they say. Oh, yeah. You guys all get that email from uh, a listener uh, I believe it came by yesterday where she um, had said uh, she took video of a, an unidentified flying object. I believe, Press, she is from uh, up in your area, and it was just a couple of days ago. And so she had taken video. I didn't see it, no. Uh, yeah, so she had taken video. I, I was a little nervous about <laughs> clicking on the link because I wasn't sure if it was a virus or not. But uh, then she also what shared. What Screen. Well, I didn't. Want, I still haven't watched the video. Oh, okay. But but she did uh, include screenshots, and and I looked oh, at right. the, I looked at the screen captures, mm-hmm. and it looked to me like it was a, a rocket that um like well we do have like a, like a test rocket sure. or, or something along those lines, and I wasn't sure, and I'm looking for the date if there was a launch at any point in the last. I, um, well, it depends on when she took the pictures. Uh, did she indicate when the incident happened? Yeah, I, I want to try and find this email. I just all I right. Well, look, I'll come back it. to it when when you get that because this ties in to the SpaceX uh, rocket exploding. A Japanese billionaire is offering a lunar trip to eight would-be astronauts in real life. Eccentric fashion tycoon uh, Yazaku Maizawa is looking for applicants. Uh, from around the world to take a seat on a trip on Elon Musk's SpaceX flight in 2023. So I wonder if you see these things exploding and if that would change your mind. It's not going to help sell tickets. Yeah. But um, ultimately, you know, I think once everything gets nailed down and uh, listen, they're not going to do it at the end of next week. Maizawa shared the application details on uh, Twitter on uh, Wednesday morning. He appealed for people to apply from all kinds of backgrounds. He had promised to cover. He promised to cover the cost uh, oh, for those really? selected in his mission. Oh, all right. Which is titled "Dear Moon." Yeah, he he bought he bought them. all the seats. Oh my God! So huh. the billionaire and CEO of a uh, Japanese fashion retailer Zozo. You ever heard of that, Kathy? No. Uh-uh. Uh, but he's f- stupid rich. Um, was the first private passenger to book a spot. On the space expedition to, in 2018 for an undisclosed amount, approximately 12 people in total will fly around the moon and back on the week-long voyage. He said, I have bought all the seats, so it will be a private ride. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I there is such a desire to do this. Uh, obviously, it will not happen. Uh, you know, this is just not going to... I can't see it happening for me in my lifetime, but... God, would I love to do that. Uh, he had originally planned to invite six to eight artists 
to join him on uh, Wednesday. He revealed, though, he would be broadening the pool of applicants. He said, if you see yourself as an artist, then you are an artist. He's already set aside seats from the ca- for the cast of Jersey Shore. Okay. They're artists, after Yeah, yeah, they are artists. Uh, he said he, um, he, he is known for his uh, high spending on art and sports mm. uh, and is no stranger to publicity stunts and has a penchant for uh, musing on ideas such as a world without money. Uh, last year, the moonstruck billionaire had hoped to find... He's going for beer credits. Beer credits. <laughs> um, <laughs> same thing. Had hoped to find a romantic partner for the lunar adventure before calling the search off after having developed mixed feelings. Roughly 27,000 women had already signed up to participate in a matchmaking documentary wow. on Japanese TV. But he says he promised uh, also to give away the equivalent of $9 million to his Twitter followers and what he called a social experiment to see if the extra cash would boost happiness in 2020. What's his estimated wealth? I don't know. Okay, well, he's, Bill, he's a, a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the specifics of the selection criteria remain unclear. Uh. The application link asks for basic details before disclosing the admission process. So you can fill out an application. You like space? He might choose you. Have you in, ever been called flatulent? In his video, the entrepreneur said applicants would be judged on their ability to push the envelope creatively and willing to help other crew members do the same. Huh. Um, so yeah, he, he's, he wants to offer up flights for free. We're getting closer to that point in which civilians will be taking space flights and I will gladly watch them do it. Yeah. And so aiming for 2023. So only a couple mm. of years away. Yeah. I, I, I hope, uh, Steve, it says here is, is worth and, and take this for what it yeah. is. $2 billion. Oh, all right. So, oh. uh, but if you've got a couple of billion. You yeah, can, you can afford it. That's yeah. his, his business investor. Uh, the, there is no indication on when uh, the video is taken. I'm, I'm watching the video right. right now, okay. and uh, it's just a, a dot in the sky. May I see it? Yeah, yeah. Just looks watch. like a blank screen. Well, uh, to me, did I turn it off by accident? Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh. And they said it's not a star. Well, okay. It's it's a it's there's a, nothing on here. It's a blinking light, is what it is. So it's uh, a blinking beacon. I don't know. Okay, my uh, what, what's son that from. Rudolph. Rudolph. Okay. <laughs> My son has indicated that he would like to go to space camp this Ooh. summer. Yeah, and uh, there's last, nothing on here. The last few years, he's gone to Camp Taqua, and then last year that didn't happen. And then th- this year, uh, my ex-wife and I were talking about possibilities, and he was like. Maybe Space Camp. And, you know, with all the space news, it's kind of cool to see a new generation actually be interested in it. Hey, what's the age limit on that, Nick? I think it's 50. um, (laughs) I think it's like 17. Where Uh, is Space Camp? uh, There's a few. There's one in... um, um, One in Houston, right? One in Houston, one in Cape Canaveral, and then... uh, But apparently there was one in Maryland, but I, I... Maybe one in Huntsville. What's the cost? Do we know? Did you did you get an idea of what it would run to send somebody a kid to space camp? It's not uh, ridiculously expensive. You know, it's like like a normal normal summer. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume there's a big waiting list, right? I don't know, man. I I don't even know if you have to apply. Like we just started thinking about it, and we're talking about it the other day. I don't know why I never thought of that, man. My son Carter would have totally done that. He's he's aged out of it if it's eight if it's over eighteen. So. Yeah, but it's run by NASA, and it's, it's a pretty neat thing. Oh, it mm-hmm. says there are there are adult programs for ages 18 and older. It's like no age camp. limit. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, week-long student camp programs for anyone 9 to 18. Family camps experience are designed for at least one adult accompanying chi- one child between ages 7 and 18. Cadet yeah. Preston, front and center. <laughs> he's 14. He has a real interest in science. You know, he's, he does these tech ed classes, and, uh, and he's good at it. And so, listen, man, if it inspires the kid to be interested in a possible future and Space exploration or whatever? Oh, totally. It helped Joaquin Phoenix win an Oscar. Yeah, he did not win an Oscar. 
uh, for that movie. Well, for Joker. <laughs> but, but that started. <laughs> for that movie. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, for Space Camp, he did not win an Oscar. I haven't watched that movie in a while. I wonder if it holds up. It's totally serious. I'll bet it's terrible. <laughs> the, the stupidest thing about that movie was that little droid that they had running around. And I forgot what happened, but at some point... They're about to do something drastically wrong, and they're trying to get rid of the droid, and he's he's going to the other side of the doors that close automatically, yeah, yeah. and his little robotic arms stop the doors from from uh, yeah uh, from closing. Oh, it was it was um, uh, Morse code that was flashing, and he goes, uh, "Oh man, I remember it. What was it? Like, come in, command, come in, command, or something like that." <laughs> yes, stupid. Lamar's in it. Who else? Uh, Jamie Gertz. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun movie for its time. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, anyhow. a crock of crap. Yes. Okay. What? No, I just you were about to say something. Well, I, I had a Do question. you want to go to Space Camp? I had a question <laughs> can send you. about there was only a certain window that they were able to land, and I didn't know why. What was the window? I don't understand the reasoning. It was behind. a window nation window. It was it? Yeah, no, I, th- okay. I think it has to do with reentry and, yeah. and uh, when and where you are and how you can end up. I mean, like that that plane's it's a glider. It has right. no power once it reenters, so it only has a certain amount of time and distance that it can go once it ent- reenters into the atmosphere. And also, it needs a really long runway to land on, from what I understand. So. Uh, yeah, they, okay. they're, they're very specific. Was things. Tom Scarrett in this? And I also, forgot. I think he was. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think it has to do with the um, certain areas of the atmosphere and their thickness, if that sounds right or not. I, I don't know. I like my atmosphere's thick. Yeah. So. Tom Scarrett's been in two space movies because he was in contact, too. Yeah, you're correct. Wow. All right. Uh, I have another. An alien. That's three. I, I have another thing. Wow. Uh, space cowboy wise, and it does have to do with lunar expla- uh, exploration, which is the exploration of the moon. Well, yeah, and we were just talking about flying around the moon. So uh, most of that exploration on the moon focuses on its surface, but a trio of missions proposed by the European Space Agency uh, would head below ground to explore the subterranean lunar world. Uh, the That's moon, where the gorillas are. The moon has a uh, number of lava tubes to explore, which ah. were formed during lava eruptions and which leave a tube-shaped passage between the surface. So these could be as large as 500 meters wide and have been proposed as a site for humans to build a habitat due to the protection they offer from radiation. But there's never been a mission to explore these tubes in depth, and ESA wants to change that. They have. Did you ever read the book and or see the film based on H.G. Wells' First Men in the Moon? No. That's, it all takes place inside the, the moon in, okay. in these, uh, these lava tubes that you're talking about. So they want to do this for real. ESA invited proposals for potential missions and developed three mission scenarios. Firstly, a scout of where to enter pits and caves from the surface. Secondly, so pitted. a probe which could be lowered into a pit. And thirdly, autonomous rovers to explore the tubes in depth. Uh, the round probe would be lowered into a pit using a tether to look around and explore the first part of the underground cavern system. Uh, developed at the University of Würzburg, its uh, name is Daedalus, and could move independently and record its environment using 3D, uh, it says LiDAR, and stereo cameras. Uh, could also create a 3D map of inside the cave to identify resources to find safe environments for creating a habitat. And so. it could also become a friend to some disenfranchised children who've just joined Space Camp. Uh, US ESA says it will continue developing plans to uh, for future missions. Give it a goofy voice. Which may one day include exploring uh, beneath the moon's surface. So Why are you sad? They want to go a little bit deeper 
into it. All right, now something that is occurring tomorrow, actually. Ooh. So, a very current space cowboy story. Yes, telescopes will be trained to the night sky this weekend as an icy peanut shaped chunk of space rock, nearly as tall as the Empire State Building, makes its closest, uh, closest approach to our planet. On March 5th, so tomorrow. Will it be visible from this area? Um, that I'm not sure about, Steve. Uh, so there's I no, have a telescope. Although there's no danger to Earth this time, the once-a-decade flyby of the infamous near-Earth asteroid called Apophis, uh, officially called 99942 Apophis, named after the Egyptian god of chaos, is an important opportunity for astronomers to get ahead of a potentially devastating event in the near future. So, it was discovered in 2004. Apophis is what's called an Aten asteroid. It's about uh, 1,200 feet wide. It orbits the sun every 324 days and comes close to Earth every decade or so. So, tomorrow, it will pass beyond the moon's orbit, 40 times farther, actually, pretty far out. That's so, pretty freaking far. Yeah, now it's pretty harmless. Freaking far. <laughs> <laughs> pretty freaking far. Pretty freaking far from okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it will nevertheless... Have telescopes <laughs> trained upon it this weekend in an effort to map its exact shape, composition, and trajectory. But there's interesting news about what's happening in the future. So the virtual telescope project will broadcast it live. It's the last chance to have a good look at it before it a, has a potentially dangerously close flyby in 2029. 2029. Which is not too far So when off. they say dangerously close, what are they saying? So How close? Uh, 50 feet? No, but within twenty thousand miles. Okay, I, I mean that's between us and the and the moon. Really close yeah. between us and the moon. Woof! Because uh, the moon is what, like two hundred or three hundred sixty thousand miles or something. Miles, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact distance. Uh, uh, I but, know how much but, it weighs, but it's it's a few hundred thousand as opposed to a, a, a few ten thousand. Yeah, uh, so less than twenty thousand miles out. What's the you, name of the asteroid? Uh, it is called Apophis. Okay. A P O P H I S, and see if you could get. Nestle's the makes the very best of the. <laughs> that's N E S T L E. Oh, sorry. Uh, the distance uh, from the Earth to the Moon, if yeah. you would, uh, Nick. Um, so yeah, dude, that's that's the closest I've ever heard. Well, for something the size of the Empire State Building, yeah, uh, that could be a problem. That will we be. We need s- to blow it up Steve, now. That one will be so close. It will be visible to the naked eye. Oh, wow. An asteroid. Yeah. Visible to, to the, the naked, naked eye. eye. That's a pretty big deal, man. You dig? Yeah. Um, Can you dig it? Wow, that that's going to be something very sobering. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> I'm pretty f- far from okay. <laughs> does the gimp work at NASA? Maybe he does. Uh, so I this I still can't believe we actually talked to the gimp one time. It was great. <laughs> it was a great interview. So this will be the closest approach by one of the largest asteroids crossing Earth's orbit in the next decade. Uh, but it doesn't sound too bad, especially when you realize the previous calculations gave it a 2.7% chance of impacting the Earth in 2029. Sounds pretty freaking bad. <laughs> that has since been moved back uh, to April 12, 2068, and could be reduced and could reduce it to one in 150,000. But the 2029 flyby could still cause a lot of problems because it streaks by Earth at 19 miles per second. And Apophis will enter the Earth's sphere of geostationary satellites and could damage or destroy some of them. Okay. It's so that close. You remember gravity when uh, mm-hmm. it started that chain reaction mm-hmm. of debris that was cascading around the uh, the Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a chilling, chilling sequence. Mm-hmm. 
And stuff wow. like that could happen. Wow. Uh, but so, this, would, this would be a planet killer, would it not, were it to collide with Earth? It doesn't say the in, size in of this the, particular story. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with, with not only size, but it's uh, girth. Vol- velocity. Yeah, yeah. Definitely length and girth. Uh, so I, 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 it wouldn't be good. No. It would not be good, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it would uh, cause a lot of problems. So the Earth is uh, 238,900 miles away from the moon. Okay. And this would the, pass between us and the moon. Yeah, and then uh, the other thing I was going to bring up was that yesterday I chatted with this guy named Rob Zellum. He uh, grew up in the area, went to Villanova University, and he now works for uh, JPL in Pasadena, California. Ah. And, uh, Steve, you'll be interested in this. I, we should have him on the show at some point. Um, but he's studying exoplanets, uh, small planets uh, around in other solar systems yes, in yeah. the galaxy. Pretty fascinating stuff. And uh, what he's working on right now is this project for amateur uh, p- people with uh, telescopes to um, coordinate and look for space junk like this that might uh, crash into the planet at some point. And he's right. trying to launch this I in the next few months. I could be Cadet Steve. You could be Cadet Steve. Hey. Space Force Cadet Steve, sir. <laughs> hey, mister. Hey, mister. I spotted some space debris. So you'll report that to Rob, and then Rob will report this to, to JPL. And it's going to be a collective uh, effort by people around the world with telescopes in their backyard to look for crap like this that might you, actually do well, some Well, you're damage. a chipper young man. How old are you? 71. <laughs> uh, you guys all reacted to uh, Nick saying JPL like you knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know oh, what Jet it Propulsion is. Oh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Laboratory. Oh, yeah, okay, so thank J- you. JPL was uh, largely Kathy responsible for um, the Mars landing, the recent Mars landing. So they, um, they Basically, yeah. Casey, they're the engineers that build all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. They're unbelievable. Watch, uh, you've seen uh, The Martian, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they spent a lot of time at the JPL. Okay. Uh, and it's it's like the place where this stuff comes to life. It's, it's like it's like the Martian meets two two seven. All right. But is that <laughs> is that anything like the JTP? <laughs> J stands for Jack A. Space debris. Jack A Propulsion Laboratory. <laughs> Jack A Propulsion Lab. <laughs> That's a lot of thrust. All right. Uh by the way, no, that's man. I'm pretty f- Far from okay. By the way, that's that is ten times closer than the the moon is to the Earth. That's amazing, and yeah. you know how big the moon looks. Yeah, imagine yeah. watching the Empire State Building fly by in the sky. All right, I have two more stories I want to get to. Okay, so, so yeah, we got to hurry. Have... I know we don't have much. Come on. Time. All right, so real quick, this is a quick one. Uh, this weekend, uh, Mercury and Jupiter will appear side by side in the sky in an astrological event called a conjunction. That's where they sing, whatever we do. No, that's, remember we had uh, Saturn and Jupiter doing yes, that recently. Yes, it was amazing. Yeah. So this time it's Mercury and Jupiter, so you have the smallest planet and the largest planet in the solar system. Amazing. That are going to be right next to each other in the night sky, so you'll be able to see that. Uh, that's real quick. I know we are out of time, but this I wanted to make sure I got in. Space hurricanes. Yes, I saw this report. For I mean, the first time ever, scientists have spotted what they're calling a space hurricane spinning above the North Pole. Wanted to mention this to Neil deGrasse Tyson yesterday. Totally forgot. The roughly 600-mile-wide swirling mass of plasma was located several hundred miles above the North Pole and rained electrons instead of water. Until now, it was uncertain that space hurricanes even existed. So to prove this with such a striking observation is incredible. The co-author, uh, Mike Lockwood, had said the observations made by satellites in August 2014 yeah. were only uncovered by uh, during retrospective analyses led by scientists from Shandong University in Shandong. China. Shandong. Uh, the phenomenon would be an incredible sight, but it's likely no one saw this particular 
space. So they saw in- basically the results of hurricane. it and, and assumed it was this hurricane, this hurricane-type anomaly. Yeah, it rocked them like a hurricane. Yeah. Oh, okay, dude. All right, thank you. I, I was pointing to the word hurricane. hurricane, and I was like, all right, does he want the uh, the Neil Carter? Young? Does he want uh, Dylan? Yeah. No. Uh, this yes, is what there you he go. Wants. Uh, it would be visible to the naked eye, but because the event is over the pole, yeah. you would have to be at very high latitude. It's like a basically, stripper. Basically, nobody's up there to see it. Authors say further study is needed, especially because geomagnetic activity can disrupt uh, GPS satellites. ZT in the house, ready for a little space hurricane? The space hurricane spotted by the research team in Earth's ionosphere was spinning in a counterclockwise direction, like hurricanes do in the northern hemisphere. And it had multiple spiral arms and lasted almost eight hours before gradually breaking. Eight down. hours. Pretty cool, right? Wow. Kathy's face hurt. Trembling here. Yeah, trembling. All right. And there you go. Those are pretty interesting stories, don't you think? Yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, I hope I'm interested. Kathy seems interested. <laughs> That's what you got from yeah. my and Kathy, what do you think? Look at I don't know. Phone. Stop bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we have time for because we have a guest coming up. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to open up the corral of the Space Cowboy Holds of stories. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. And when we return, we will get uh, comedian Akash Singh, who's nice. going to be at Helium tonight and tomorrow and Saturday on the program. And we're also going to talk to Radon Chong. Back in a moment. Stay with us. It's been 30 years since the world saw the web browser's debut, the Dow Top 3000, Jeffrey Dahmer's capture, and Thelma and Louise's release. Meryl? Thelma? Go f*** yourself. This weekend, MMR celebrates the big 3-0 of 1991. When grunge like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden broke through. When Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Ozzy released blockbuster albums. When we saw notable releases from veteran artists like U2, Tom Petty, and Van Halen, and lots more. Listen for hourly blocks from a year crammed full of incredible music. And log on to WMMR.com right now to vote for the best songs of 1991. Friday at 3, we'll count down your top 30. The Big 3-0 Weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, uh, the Cardboard Classic at Home Edition. Yes. We got our uh, official trophy here in the studio from Acme Corrugated Box. It's beautiful. It's awesome. And apparently the... Um, uh, the libraries, not the libraries, the, uh, the the pictures are up now if you want to see yeah, them. Yeah, the what's libraries. Your, what's yeah. what I'm looking for? Gallery. 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 Thank you. I'd say library. The too. gallery is now up uh, for you to take a look. You cannot vote yet. The voting will be tomorrow because tomorrow would have been when we would have done the Cardboard Classic this year. So Next year. We wanted to do it around the same time, yeah. just keep the spirit and feel alive. So we have eight teams that have apparently entered sleds, and you will need to vote for the best one. This is strictly for bragging rights. And they've made them smaller. It was, a, I think, four by six was the footprint uh, size. So if you want to see them, uh, you can check them out. I know Brian from uh, Course Photography did a lot of pictures of these guys, and uh, oh, they're great. So, so good. We're looking at some of the pictures right now. Uh, take a look when you get a chance, and they're all original. Nobody had yeah. any of the similar ideas, and, and some are really artistic. So... Uh, and that's and that's the way it goes at the yeah. cardboard classic. Yeah. So if you want to check that out now, it's at wmmr.com. All right, we're supposed to have uh, Akash Singh, who's at Helium Comedy Club. 
dude ain't called in. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to talk about some other things. How about that? You know what I'd like to bring back? The earlier discussion we had this morning about breakfast meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. It all started because you and I are fans of the Canadian bacon one might find on the legendary Burger King breakfast sandwich Yumbo and the uh, and the uh, new moons over Miami. Well, moons well over that's Miami. how we got started. Right. Moons yeah. over Miami, and also uh, Nick had mentioned the egg McMuffin, which is Canadian, uh, bacon. Canadian bacon. Yes, and uh, Casey has uh, scoffed at uh, Canadian bacon. I hate you, it. You don't like it. I, I, I won't touch it. Does I it just not, not taste good to you? I, you know what? Um, I don't like the uh, crispy, crusty outer ring. I do okay. like that. So it's got. Kind of like a natural casing around it, I think, or like uh, like bologna, nothing bologna. Bologna. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, he doesn't stand for bologna. So. Um, he doesn't stand for bologna. <laughs> no, I would say this honestly is that to me it has a it has a sort of um, hamish quality to Agreed. it, and uh, normally I don't like ham cut thick, but for some reason I like the uh, I like that I like Canadian bacon and I like the crispiness of it. But the question was, what's the greatest uh, breakfast meat? The great, well, as owing to the Whitney Houston song, yeah, the greatest love of yeah. all. No, so you, so you have, uh, you the have greatest breakfast meat. You had the standard ones that uh, that people in the nation know, which would be uh, sausage and bacon, and mm. maybe Canadian bacon and ham. Uh, but Casey, of course, threw into the mix pork roll. I and believe the pork roll is a future and scrapple. Listen, Scrapple. Scrapple might be the most disgusting thing <laughs> on the face of the earth. Like, I can't believe that people consume that. Okay, right. so Scrapple uh, Scrapple's not one of my favorites. However, uh, I can tell you that when we used to have fried sp- uh, Spam, I used to I used to really en- I used to enjoy Spam. For me, it comes down to the to the foundational ones. Right. Your bacon and your sausage, yeah, you right. know, and, yeah, and so agree. sausage links. Okay, uh, so I I can um, right now we are a uh, um, uh, we are a Godshall's turkey bacon house, so we'll have that. But bacon in general is a home run. However, I I happen to really like a an overcooked. Sausage link. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you go links. See, I like. I don't really you like eat, the patties. I don't really eat meat that much anymore. But yeah. um, if I do, I would go for the patty, especially if it was on a breakfast sandwich. I feel like it's easier. The okay. links will slide. No, out. you're right. For a breakfast sandwich, I would do that. If yeah. you're talking about just accompanying, are we talking about application in a sandwich? Any way you want it. Right. Any way you want it. That's, That's the way you need it. I go for the links as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the um. Ooh. So I think this needs to be like pork based as well. Like you know, because if you talk, I'm not about a big the, pork fan in general though. But if no, you, well, no, no, no. But you had mentioned Gottschall's turkey bacon. Yeah. Um. You know, we got to take the turkey uh, out of it. This is this is a uh, I think pork based in general. It's time to get real. It's what happens when people stop. Well, because back. we know that Gottschall's reigns supreme. Right. Right. All right. Uh, so if we take that off the table now, we got to go with the. All right. So if in the in the realm of the of the swine, I, there's something I left out. How about uh, kielbasa? Oh, um, that's not a breakfast meat. That is not a breakfast Preston meat. Preston just looked at you as if you crapped in his mailbox. Uh, well, I apologize be, for that. It can be a breakfast where, meat. Where? In what nation? Poland. What's wrong with having it? Have you ever I've had it for never breakfast? for breakfast, no. Okay. No. Um, well, just, I'm not wow. saying it's standard. I'm just saying it's yeah. an option. Okay. Uh, as an option. Now, I'll a hamburger might be a little bit different, but, yeah. you know, so. All right, anyway. Well, no, well, listen. What about uh, a breakfast hamburger? Pe- people have uh, steak and eggs, Preston, and I've they never. Do. And I've never had that, so I will. Oh, oh man, you're it. missing out. I, you know, steak and eggs is good. Steak and eggs is a great breakfast. Yep. And we, but um, you, we are in the swine realm, so. Um, 
Well, I want to go back to Scrapple because yeah. uh, I never uh, I never got to talk about Scrapple with you guys. Right. And, you've, and, and, and I, I want to get real script there you've been working on. <laughs> no, By the way, but... Marissa, in Pulp Fiction, there's a whole section about eating bacon and swine and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't you dig on swine. That. I don't dig on swine, man. But I love Scrapple. But I would never, ever even put it in to the top three, four breakfast meats because I understand that it's an acquired not only taste but also texture. But pork roll, on the other hand, is that texture-wise and taste-wise, I think is far superior than bacon and sausage. No, that, it, wow. does, uh, it doesn't work for me. Far, yeah. far superior to bacon and sausage. No. Yeah. No. No. And listen, I like pork roll. It's good, but I, I can't... I don't I, even like pork roll. I would never put, make that bold of a statement. Bacon, uh, and, and listen, I'm, I'm a big fan of sausage. Yeah. Uh, and I usually will get that uh, to have with my... Uh, with my breakfast, it's a little more hearty than bacon is, I think. But taste-wise, I don't think you can beat bacon, man. I'm going to throw you a little bit of curveball. I, uh, it's in the I am it, gay. It's uh, <laughs> nope, not even close. Um, I was going to ask about chorizo sausage and your thoughts. What do you? Well, it's what do you think too about spicy that? Spicy for me for breakfast. I don't care for spicy stuff for breakfast. But I do. I can see that. I like chorizo and eggs with a little bit of salsa. So I'm going to head to Mexico because okay. to me that's uh, delightful. I recently oh, had it. Yeah. And uh, I had it. I forget what it, it was. Too it was, spicy? It was not. I was surprised All how right. much I liked okay. it. You can get some that it depends blow on your eyes how out. they made yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, well, uh, andouille sausage is another one. That's, that's a little good. too spicy for me. For some reason, I can handle the chorizo. I can't. Okay. Uh, what about Shostroman for breakfast? I uh, don't care for it. <laughs> Um, I was with Pierre one time, and he ordered chorizo, and he didn't realize that it was uh, meat. Oh, meat. Yeah. yeah, it's he, a great story. Um, yeah, he got a chorizo omelet, and uh, <laughs> he the whole thing, right? He, yeah, he just he went right to the bathroom and yacked it all up. By the way, rather than than taking a poll or something like this, I thought this was an interesting discussion. We could open up the phones for this because we got a little bit of time. But there was a Reddit thread yesterday that asked, "What normally not breakfast foods do you like to eat for breakfast? And I have some examples here. I c- now, we eat non-breakfast food all the time <laughs> in the morning, you know, before 8 a.m. Yeah. Uh, because restaurants bring food by and we'll have anything from, you know, cheesesteak egg rolls to sushi to whatever it may be. My bre- and so we're used to that. My breakfast every morning is a is a Quest of Protein Bar because I, I don't like I, a full breakfast will knock me on my ass and make me tired. However, there was a point in time, Preston, where we were having meatballs, meatballs. for yeah, Wawa. regularly. Yeah. So here's some things on the list. And if you want to add something, 215-263-WMMR, uh, you can jump in. By the way, I love this text. It says, pork roll is the spam version of Canadian bacon. <laughs> yeah, it's a good analogy. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right, so some examples of non-breakfast foods that people, I guess, have regularly for breakfast. All right. Mac and cheese. Wow. Really? Mac and mm. cheese for breakfast. Um. Somebody says ramen with eggs. I would try that. I've, heard, I've, I've seen that before. How is it? Yeah. No, I haven't had it. I've heard about it, though, yeah, like neither recently. Have I. Uh, we would regularly, all the time, and still do, have um, fried rice for breakfast. Uh, fried rice, because it's sort of like it's grits-ish. Yeah, and if you throw if you throw some ham in there or something like yeah. that, it becomes, and, and it's got eggs in it. Um, so if you uh, if you throw some eggs and, and ha- extra eggs and ham in there, it's it. it I love it. For Not breakfast. to go off on a, a tangent here, and we uh, just as a side observation, one of my fascinations with Japan and that my bucket list to travel to is that's like ramen central. Yeah, and I love ramen, and and I've I've recently become re enamored of, of ramen, and they have all sorts of ramen. Oh, there's flat out ramen restaurants. Yeah. There's a ramen restaurant at uh, King of Prussia Mall. Is there? There is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so you should check that out. Steve. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. 
Um, so here you go. Somebody says uh, leftover enchiladas with a runny egg on top. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Never had that. Yeah. Uh, chili, another non-breakfast thing that they would have for breakfast. Well, um, is there a breakfast chili? Could do you throw... I'm sure you could. Yeah. Well, throw an egg in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. You guys ever had huevos rancheros? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Love it. It's got all kinds of stuff that's not necessarily breakfast. What if you put Captain Crunch in your mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, lo mein or burritos? Somebody says those are like two a, very different things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lo mein or burritos? They seem to be from different countries. Like breakfast burritos. Yeah. Breakfast yeah. lo mein. Uh, yeah. Breakfast burritos are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But a regular burrito? Yeah, maybe. You know, Mexican food does kind of transport to uh, to breakfast. That's okay, in my mind, I like a Southwest omelet. Uh, those are great. Yeah, grilled yeah. chicken, a little bit of salsa on there. Yeah, Denver omelets are good. Do those you right? Yeah, get you through the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to what breakfast? What do you have for breakfast? It's not a breakfast food. I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt. Yeah, how you doing, man? Good, bud. So, what is a non-breakfast food that you will have for breakfast? Hi, right, man. Yeah, back a couple years ago, a few years ago, my bad. I was eating straight up ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> got me back, straight, straight up, up ice, ice cream, cream for breakfast. breakfast. That's not breakfast. All right, and how adventurous <laughs> would you would you go go because it's breakfast a little more plain, like a, just a straight vanilla or chocolate, or would you dive into you know cookies and cream yeah. or what? A Sunday. It makes sense. I was doing. I was doing coffee ice cream. Oh, oh well, coffee ice cream. Go. Okay, like yeah. if there was an eight well, bed. Egg and bacon ice cream, that'd be perfect. All right. That makes sense. He was coffee? having his coffee. He was having a, a cup of coffee. It was just frozen. Yeah. Matt, how did that start for you? What what came Hang on? Dude, you can't, you can't say that. You got up and said, golly. All right, Matt, you got up and say, gee whiz. <laughs> and, and then what? All right, all right. I woke up and I was like, man, I can't get breakfast. My mom's not cooking for me. By the way, mom wasn't cooking for me. So I was like, I'm just going to eat some ice cream. Why not? And it was coffee and it was good. Coffee ice cream. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, yep. All right. Thanks, yeah. Matt. I'd love to see him. You know, they're they're in the conference room, and he's got his mug of co- of uh, coffee ice cream. Mm-hmm. I don't think Matt's working in a conference room. <laughs> <Steve. laughs> uh, let me. Oh, please! You got to be kidding me. Let me get to Laura. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. So, Laura, what is a non-breakfast food you will have for breakfast? So it isn't me, but it's my ex-in-laws, and they would eat. Brown Schweiger or liverwurst on cinnamon rolls. Oh. Liverwurst on cinnamon oh. rolls? What the hell? God. Are they human beings? Yeah. They're chuds. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. By the way, I don't want to turn this into what disgusting combinations do yeah. you eat. I just want to go with breakfast. What unique food. That's not breakfast food that you right. eat for breakfast. That's just messed up, Laura. Are you still in that family? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So your <laughs> ex in law. I killed them all. No, they were great. They were great. Okay. <laughs> but that can't be a Minnesota thing. <laughs> liverwurst and cinnamon rolls? All right. No. Thanks, Laura. I haven't had liverwurst in a long, long time. I like that. I remember liking that when I was a kid. I, know, I probably haven't had it I remember 30 years. I kind of liked it when I was a kid. My dad used to make Braunschweiger, and I would, I would deal with it, but... I, no. With a spicy mustard, right? Like, yes. Yes, that's yeah. how I used to have it. So I would have liverwurst and mustard. And I told you, the great misstep of my life, the great, my, my the blight <laughs> of my life was eating bologna for so many years thinking it was liverwurst. Yeah. Mm. I haven't had bologna in a long time either. Yeah, me either. And bologna's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Cindy. Hey, Cindy, good morning. Hello. Hey, what's up, Cindy? Cold spaghetti on toast. Oh, Cindy! Cold? 
for breakfast on purpose. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cold spaghetti on toast. Yeah. And is this something that you've done recently, or has it been a long oh, yeah. time? I've done it since I was running late to school. Pop a piece of toast and grab the cold spaghetti, and out the door you go. Was there like a carafe of cold spaghetti? In the, in the, uh, <laughs> how did you always have cold spaghetti? On the paper plate, pop the toast on it, boom, out the door. Cindy, was it just as uh, what it was left over because you guys had, din- had it for we dinner the other night? Dinner the night before, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't made expressly for breakfast, but that's still... Uh, I gotta put on the spaghetti. Right. Exactly. All right, I don't Cindy. Even heat it up out the door. Out the Get door, the bing, bang, boom. <laughs> on my way, spaghetti on the toast. Boom. Yep. Out the door on the way to work, spaghetti and toast. Yep. Um, yep. I still do it today. Out the door with spaghetti on my toast. Wing, bang, boom, a wiggity, boo. Um, <laughs> it's like I just got out of the shower. Get uh, out don't the stand. door. I, I, is, is there a Mr. Spaghetti, like a Mr. Coffee? I don't know. Hey, Cindy. Does... She wants it cold, though. She doesn't want it hot. Cindy, does anybody else in the family do this? Nope. No. <laughs> out the door. Out the door. Nope. Out the door. Boom, bang, bong. <laughs> you know what, though? I do like cold spaghetti. Yeah, the bong goes with me, too. The <laughs> bong goes with her, too. Oh, there he is. Making there it is. Thank you, Cindy. You're welcome. We've right, talked about that. Cold spaghetti and eating, like, SpaghettiOs out of yeah, a can. Not I a problem. Used, no. I used to eat spaghetti. Absolutely. Uh, uh, cold spaghetti. I mean, leftover cold spaghetti. And, I can do that. Yeah, uh, but I know you don't do out of the can thing. Yeah, not no a way. problem. Uh, in the morning as as your breakfast? I don't know about eh, that. It's, yeah. it's a bit different. But that's, you know, that's the nature of this particular discussion. So let me go to... <laughs> out the door. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, bing, bang, boom. <laughs> out bing, bang, the door. Out yeah. the door. Out still the door. Still cold. Twenty-three Tippy canoe and Tyler, too. Waboo! Uh, let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, morning at Presbo. <laughs> morning it, buddy. All right, so what non-breakfast food do you have for breakfast? Well, it wasn't me, but my sister growing up would have mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. And this... Like, like straight mashed potatoes and gravy. After a while, my mom just started buying her the instant potatoes and instant gravy and making it for her from time to time. It was just really and, weird. And that, and that would be expressly for breakfast. Yeah. So okay. it was basically her version of, like, oatmeal. Yeah, or, or grits, probably. Grits, too. Yeah, grits now, or... grits for breakfast is is, is yeah. a standard. Oh, yeah, totally. And so is uh, so are different kinds of potatoes. Right. Jam fried potatoes yes. and hash browns and home fries and all that stuff. Boil them, um, mash them, stick them in, them in a stew. You can stew if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, and sometimes... Um, uh, you ever get those uh, breakfast skillets, uh, like uh, uh, yeah. like Cracker yeah. Barrel, yeah. places yeah. like that'll have oh, that, yeah. and, oh, and it'll come with a base of hash browns yeah. and mm. eggs and and sausage and all kinds of stuff and cheese, oh, and like gravy all mixed yeah. in there, cold spaghetti, Oof. cold spaghetti, cold Bing. spaghetti, Bing. boom. Uh, here we go. Hang on, I'm going to go next to Dan. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Top of the morning to you guys. You as well, sir. So, what is your non-breakfast food you have for breakfast? So very often, you want to stay on top of those trying to be on breakfast type of stuff. Yes. Okay? So you want to do a replacement for the pork roll, which is superior to all breakfast meats. Thank you. Hands Dan. down. Mm-hmm. So meatballs with a little bit of extra tomato sauce with your eggs, put it in an omelet, chop it up, however you prefer. It is, I mean, um, you got to know that. I'm, I'm not doubting that because meatballs for the longest time actually were kind of a staple when we were over by the Wawa when we were at Y100, we were, Preston would come in. I think you would have them as, too, as well, Casey. No, I know I would. So couple for a while, yes, yeah, couple of meatballs. No, yeah. because that Wawa actually had a griddle. It had a, um, yeah. and so you would get fresh 
sandwiches like yep. with fresh eggs and yeah. you know that they were they would cook on the spot. Yep, it's but I, phenomenal. A little uh, bit of tomato all right. hot sauce. Right. I, okay, I, I, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued. Thanks, Dan. Uh, let's see who's been on hold for a while. Let me go to Alan. Alan. Uh, hey, Alan. Good morning to you, sir. Yeah, Alan. Alan. <laughs> uh, all right, Alan. What non-breakfast food do you like to have for breakfast? Hey, easy and simple. Cold leftover pizza. Grab a slice and go. You get your carbohydrates, your your dairy, your protein. I'm totally down with cold pizza, and and at any time, cold pizza in the morning is absolutely fine. My wife just recoils in horror at the notion, mm-hmm. but uh, take a slice of pizza that's been, you know, from a, the pizzeria right out of the refrigerator. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I will do, it's one of the few foods in its cold state that I need to put a little bit of salt on. Mm-hmm. Regular pizza, I don't need salt on. Huh. But how about for breakfast? Yes. Cold cold yes. pizza for breakfast? I okay. could absolutely do and that. And it's, it's on this list that I yes. have here. A few other things that, that haven't been mentioned uh, so far are sushi. What? Uh, Brussels sprouts. Uh, somebody says toasted peanut butter and jelly. That's almost breakfast. Yeah, well, that, uh, that, to me, that's, that's in the breakfast realm. Yeah. I do love peanut butter on toasted bread. Oh, my God, yeah. To melt. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best. Oh, that can going to be my regular Saturday night breakfast. That can easily be a, uh, a breakfast uh, oh, yeah. meal. Uh, let's go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Durka, Durka. Hey, Durka, Durka. Durka. What's up, Dave? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, t- tiny story. When I was a little kid, I'm dating myself. I you would watch Texan on TV. And she advertised this pork roll. And I begged my parents, jumping up and down, get this pork roll. And it has a neat, neat package. Well, I wasn't too happy with it. it. You know, we just put it away. I still like Pixan. But uh, you mentioned Sir Strong. But wait, who is Pixan? Not, not familiar. She is, uh, she had a green outfit. Uh, she was pork roll spokesperson or what? Yeah, she was. She had a TV show for little kids. She was oh. on at the same time as Sally Starr and Rex Moore. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I didn't know yeah. about Pixan. Okay. Yeah, just, uh, you call yeah. spaghetti and big bamboo. All right. Yeah. So uh, loved her. Huh. I still liked her after that, but I didn't, you know. Oh, uh, she was like a pixie, like um, right. like Tinkerbell. Exactly. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah, okay, I get it. All right, so yeah. other than what you didn't like for breakfast, uh, what did you like for breakfast? Well, uh, you mentioned Sir Strowman. Not that, but other fish. Uh, how about lox? Uh, lox, yeah, okay. Okay. lox can be a standard though. Like for for uh, that's for breakfast. That's not unheard. Of. Never had it though. I'm not a yeah, big lox fan. Yeah, I love it's it. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it really, it really is an acquired taste. But we, we like it. If, okay. if you're an alley cat, it's by a good. the way, my grandmother loved fish for breakfast. So really, when, when we she lived in Florida, and uh, we would sometimes uh, the family would go down there and we go uh, deep sea fishing and we come back and. You take it to a restaurant, they'll flay it and, and yeah, yeah. cook it for you. And we'd have all this leftover fish. And they'd just be like, give it to Mama. She will eat it for breakfast. She would heat it up and eat it for breakfast. Not any other meal. She liked to have fish for breakfast, which I mm. thought was weird. But, you know, whatever. That's where her taste was. Floated her boat. I will go next to Rick. Hey, Rick, good morning. Good morning, it man. From good morning, it. What? Roanoke, man. How are you? Oh, yeah, the, there you go. Wow. All right. So, what is it that uh, does it for you? That's not a breakfast food that you have for breakfast. So, over twenty-two years being married, my family that I married into, um, they do fried bologna gravy, and we take the macaroni and cheese from the day before and fry that up to put it on top of. <laughs> and usually, that's a Christmas tradition. 
Okay, so that's it. But what like in, in just with a standard during the week, if you had the makings for that, would you would you make it even if it wasn't around the holidays? Heck yeah! Well, you thought, <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta try it, brother. It's so fine. I've never heard of fried bologna gravy. Now, I've had fried yeah. bologna all my life, but not mm. fried bologna so, gravy. Yeah. So what you do? Put a little oil in the pan, chop up your bologna, yep. give a little brownness to it, and then take it back out. Make a white gravy. Add the bologna back. And, you know, of course, use milk. Okay. Don't use no water with that flour. Yep, yep, I gotcha. Yeah, we used to wait and make white gravy all the time for, like, chicken fried steak and stuff like that. I mean, but, I used to be able to make white but, gravy. But putting the bologna back in the gravy, I see what you're doing there. Okay, I can see that. That's almost like um, SOS. Um, um, yeah. Cream chip shingle. Yeah, what's that? Cream chip yeah, beef. Put, yeah, cream chip beef. Yeah. That's, that's just like that, Rick. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's the Appalachian American thing, brother. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, every, Rick. Thanks for checking in from Roanoke, man. We appreciate it. Every now hey, and love then. love y'all, man. Be good. Thanks, Thank buddy. you, man. Every now and then, my dad would make uh, cream chippy for dinner. I was, I, I was, you don't like that? Oh, I can't stand My dad it. was a huge fan. He, and, and, and in the military, I mean, he, I hated everything yeah, yeah. about it. It, it is, honestly, it is one of my most favorite things to have. Is that right? Oh, Absolutely. Man. Now, I don't do it because it's a thousand calories. It's a thousand calories. It's ridiculous. But I'm telling you, Case, I absolutely love SOS. Well, there is a secret breakfast spot that I'm going to have to take you to. Ooh. Yeah. Down the shore? Down the shore. I'm going to have to take it. Okay, I'm on board because that that can be number one. That is a great hangover helper. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most definitely. And then you add some eggs to that. Yeah. Oh, there's a restaurant called Goodwills uh, near um, near Bucknell where I went to school, and uh, they would have cream chip beef on um, biscuits and and uh, chicken fried steak biscuits. Oh my gosh, so fantastic! Love and I think the total price came to like four dollars and twenty five cents. Oh, I love that. Phenomenal. <laughs> nice. So it, I mean, in this area, your pork roll. Uh, People call it tailored ham, right? Because you get the tailored pork roll, and that's kind of like the um, the the pinnacle. The the the. But I want to tell you that the cheaper, just as good version is a Lancaster brand pork roll, and you can get basically two packages of that for the price of one tailor. Do you always have some on hand at the house? Yeah, yeah, lately. yeah. Um, right. Yeah, probably for the last, I would say, five years, we have it on hand. Okay. Uh, let me go to a couple more calls here. I have uh, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Good morning. Gadzooks. Good morning. It. Gadzooks and good morning. <laughs> it, Bruce. So, all right, non-breakfast food for breakfast. What you got? Shepherd's pie. Ooh. Shepherd's pie. I yeah, like shepherd's time. pie. I'm I not a it. massive fan. It's, uh, it's, I've been doing a lot lately. Every time I make shepherd's pie, I wake up in the morning. I'll throw a little bit in the microwave and okay. lather some butter on top of a piece of bread. and mm-hmm. That's my breakfast Okay. Actually, Preston, there was this, an article I was reading that Thanks, shepherd's God. pie has become very popular again, and they were saying, I love. I it. guess the suggestion was that it would became has become like a quarantine favorite. I could see that. Yeah, and it's a good leftover food. If you got yes. mashed potatoes and got a few other things, you can whip up a shepherd's, shepherd's pie, pie out of it. What was uh, the place that would bring it to us that, that made it with uh, Guinness? Was that the Irish pub? Maybe. Good fin- stuff, fin- man. Was it Finnegan. No, yeah, well, Finnegan's did as well, but but I, I I think it was more recent since Finnegan's went away uh, that they brought it by. Yes, Can you go to Anthony? This sounds very cool. Uh, yeah, I wanted to do that one for sure. Hi, Anthony. You're on the air, buddy. How's it going, guys? Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you. Okay, so you lived in Hawaii, it says here. I did for about five years, yeah. Okay. And I know, Preston, you took a trip there recently, I believe, Rex. Yeah. Did you ever have something called Locomoco? 
I did not, no. So what it is, it's basically uh, white rice with a hamburger patty on top. Okay. And then you fry, fried egg and then brown gravy on top of that. It's a it's a super super popular dish out there uh, okay. for locals especially. It sounds um, good. <laughs> I believe it's very it. Very good. It's very very good. What um, um, would you uh, would you have that? Was it a, a breakfast food? It could be any. I mean, it's certainly served for breakfast, but you can have it really any time of day. But okay. Um, and I still now since I moved back, I still make it from time to time. My wife is from Hawaii, so we make it for her. Loco moco. Okay. We're looking at pictures of it. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. This sounds slightly similar to something I've told you guys about it before, but and and it was it was for any time of day. But we did have it for breakfast a few times called a slinger. Oh, the slinger! You have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, two hamburger patties, um, eggs, whatever style you want. I usually got them scrambled, uh, home fries, hash browns, whatever, um, and all smothered in chili, like the whole thing. <sighs> Wow. Covered in chili, and then you could, you know, and then you put like Parmesan cheese on top of that. It was another locale dish. And it's breakfast? To, it's breakfast. I used wow. to love the, well, uh, the OT Hodges chili parlor, and the, parlor, and they were open 24 hours. Oh, you. so you would go in there and so eat for yeah, breakfast? Yeah, we used to, you know, breakfast sometimes was 3 a.m. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'd go. Do you ever have the Hershey squirts? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> So there, there is um, uh, a little hubbub on on the text board about me, me calling pork roll tailored ham. Okay, not tailored, but tailor ham. And for those people who are saying uh, anybody who calls it tailor ham is a uh, traitor, tailor ham, uh, aka pork roll. Traitor. Pork roll was developed in 1856 by John Taylor of Hamilton Square, New Jersey. Ah! It was sold as Taylor's prepared ham. Okay. It's, a, it's a name brand, right? It is a. It is so, kind of like Kleenex, Q-tip, yeah. whatever. You're saying you're right. You have validating proof. I'm saying history is on my side. Yes. Okay? And time. It, it was Taylor ham before it was pork roll. You can call it pork roll. You can call it Taylor ham. And you're not a traitor if you call it either or. All right, man. All right. And you stuck up for yourself. You defended yourself in a pork court of law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're out of order. No. You're out of hash Out browns. of pork. Yeah. Uh, let me go I, to... Uh, let's go to Kendall. Hi, Kendall. Good morning. Hi, good morning. <laughs> uh, so, Kendall, what's something that is non-breakfast food standard that you actually have for breakfast? Uh, we would have hot dogs, and it's mixed in with, like, scrambled eggs. It was an old recipe from my grandma. It's called LeBub. And they Le would Bub? anything they had left over from the night before, like um, hot dogs and potato, and mix it up with eggs. And now we like it so much that we make it. Specifically, we make the potato and the hot dog. We don't just wait till we have something left over. All right, potato and hot. Dogs. A lot of these meals seem like they're uh, they're offshoots of what you had in the refrigerator from the night before. But yeah. you're saying that's it's so what, good, you just do it anyway. All right, yeah, that's interesting. Even some sort of pepper and egg. Pepper and would, but exactly, just stretch what you ever you know what, what you had in the food, and so you don't waste anything. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks, Kendall. Appreciate it. Question about uh, the term breakfast. Is breakfast just simply your first meal of the day, or does it have to be eaten in the morning? Oh, so yeah, from, morning hour. So okay. from what I can tell, and and I learned this from reading the Game of Thrones series, the, the uh, um, Tale of Ice and Fire, is they would say it is time to break our fast. Oh. That's so where it comes from. Fasting means not eating. Right. When you break your fast, you, you go ahead and eat. So breakfast, break the fast, boom. So, so then that would technically mean any time. 
right? I don't know. Maybe it was considered because that's your longest break from eating. Then it was break lunch and break dinner. Overnight overnight was the fast, (laughs) and then you would eat uh, a few times throughout the day. And then there was second breakfast. Yes. 11Zs. 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 So if you roll that in bed at noon (laughs) and had a cheesesteak because your dorm was right next to a uh, a sandwich shop. Yeah. Is that, is that your first, is that breakfast? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? I would always call that breakfast. Okay. Even if I woke up crack a noon and eat anyway. <laughs> sure. I would just be shocked to be in a dorm. Uh, let me, <laughs> let me go to Frank here. This is interesting. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing well. We're great. What unique thing do you have for breakfast that's not normally considered a breakfast food? Well, for me, it's very normal, but um, it's barbecue. Um, I've been I've been smoking meats for forty years, and for the last twenty, I get up at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, get my fire pit going. I do this professionally. So oh, all right, okay, all right. And uh, um, put my meats on. They cook long, low, and you know, slow. And, slow and uh, low. Yep. Yeah, I pull everything off, slice it up. It gets delivered to wherever it needs to get delivered mm. to. But I've been doing this every day for so long. I've been eating barbecue every day. All right, every so morning. for breakfast. Will you eat it with barbecue sauce or just... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. And what I'll do a lot of times, I'll take the burnt ends. Um, if they're not ordered, I'll take the burnt ends and I'll just chop them all up and I make beans. And I'll put them all oh. on my beans. My, bacon, my you know. dad loves those burnt that, ends. I might have that for breakfast. Yeah, I might have that for breakfast alone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Frank, who do you who do you supply to? Like local restaurants that offer barbecue? I'm sorry. I, 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 who do you supply to? Is it like local restaurants that offer barbecue? Well, I work at the university. I work with a number of uh, um, uh, uh Volunteer organizations. Okay. Um, and I, I do a lot of catering, mostly in the Roxborough area. Oh. Um, so, and I've been, I, I did have a brick and mortar for quite a long time, but uh, a university until it closed down because of the pandemic. And so I've been doing all basically volunteer work. Lots okay. Of You're not associated with, uh, with, with Deeks over there in Maniac, are you? What's that? Deeks Barbecue. You're not associated with that, are you? No, no, I'm okay. I'm, a, I'm an independent, and I've had geeks, you know, all yeah. good barbecue. I, I don't say anything bad about anybody's barbecue because everyone makes it different. But yours is best, right? There's, yeah. There's no, there's no wrong way to do it. It's yeah. Like just Unless you make it with Clorox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, man. All right, thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. Barbecue for breakfast. Now that I've never had, I don't think, like ribs or, you know. Uh, Maybe he should come by. Dry rub chicken or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. grab a rib on the way out of the. Yeah. You know, the yeah. and you're, you're in your business attire. Out the door. Here's your rib. You want extra sauce on that? <laughs> I will go. Here's to... your lobster bib. Let's go to Phil. Hi there, Phil. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, bud. So this is about your girlfriend. Yeah. So my girlfriend's mom, and she makes fun of me all the time for our American style breakfast of you know bacon, egg, sausage, all that. Mm-hmm. But. So her go-to that she absolutely loves and I don't understand is called manjaday. So manjaday is rice and water. That's it. Okay, so... Is she a prisoner? The water... You cook rice in water. So is it just... So So just plain plain rice and then water to drink? No, you put the water in the bowl. You put the rice in the water. And then you eat it like a cereal. Oh, okay. wow! Okay. That's uh, horrible. Yeah, that's that's as bland as you can possibly get. Yeah, interesting. Why not All just right. have someone talk about food to you? <laughs> Thank you, Phil. 
You know, he mentioned the American breakfast, the standard American breakfast. I read this article. It was maybe last year, and I never got to get around to it. I was going to mention it in the connoisseur at some point. But there was a guy moved to Paris uh, in his restaurateur and was, uh, and as you can imagine, an American restaurateur trying to make it in Paris is pretty freaking hard because they're very specific about their food there. As you can imagine. But he decided to open up a an American breakfast restaurant. And it has taken a while, but it has now taken hold. Interesting. And at first it was just Americans who, <laughs> who lived in Paris or were visiting Paris going by to have a taste of America. Right. And it had started to branch out. And after the more snooty French about their food had started to get over it and tasting it, <laughs> it started to take off and it's becoming successful. And I think he was looking at opening up other places uh, in Paris as well. Uh, to let them have this Americanized version because it's you know it's going to well, be a little saltier, a little yeah. little heartier, a little fatter. It's funny, well, not because... necessarily fatter. They use a ton of cream in in uh, in France, so it's not necessarily good for you, but it's very tasty food that they have. But you look at the riffs that each country will provide on mm-hmm. other food, like our version of Mexican food, our version of Chinese food. There, there's always right. an altercation, and an, an, alter, an alteration, I should say that. Um, that you become used to, and then sometimes when that version is reported back to the original country, mm-hmm. it becomes popular. Somebody speaking of uh, Stephen was on the line. We have our interview about ready to go here, and he was saying corned beef hash is something odd to have for breakfast. No, that's a standard. That's a standard. Yeah. I get yeah. if I go to a uh, a diner and they have that, I will yeah. almost always order that with eggs too. You know, it's bizarre uh-uh. cereal. No, no, okay. no, it's not. It's pretty standard, actually. Um, all right, well, listen, thank you for the uh, the comments. It was an interesting uh, thread that I read about what is not normally a breakfast food that you actually like to eat for breakfast, and there were definitely some unique ones. Some weird ones. In there, so thank you for sharing. We do appreciate it, but our guest is ready to go, so we are going to switch gears, and we're going to talk to her. Uh, I've seen her in loads of movies throughout the years, and, of course, she's on show on Amazon Prime. It's called My Sister is So Gay, and they have season two. Uh, she's on to talk about that as well as a few other things. Please welcome to our program, Ray Don Chaw. Yay! Good morning, Hi. Ray. How are you? Good morning, you guys. I'm excellent, thank you. I'm up early. Hey, listen, by the way, never having a chance to speak to you before, do you prefer Ray or Ray Dawn when referring to your first name? So, officially, that's my first name, Ray Dawn. Okay. It's right. two words, one name, and it's really a strange name. And I don't. I know for a fact my parents weren't unified. My <laughs> biological mother wanted my name to be Ray, and then when my dad's family adopted me, which is the long story, but we won't. I won't, We don't have to go into it. Okay. My dad said, "Why is she Ray?" And then Don, whatever. So he said, "Let's just call her Ray Don." But you see, here's the thing: Ray Don is actually a deadly gas on the periodic. Yeah, Ray Don. Ray Don. Yeah, it's what leaks into basements. That. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Right? And so I grew up doing a deadly gas. Which <laughs> when you're a child, and especially a mixed child, a girl, you have a hard go with that because you've got smart Alex who start calling you deadly gas or whatever. <laughs> so oh, I, had to, I had to learn how to fight and swing a, and throw a punch early. Well, you, you, you've done pretty well. I have to ask you because I was not familiar with this show, My Sister is So Gay. It's a comedy. And it's uh-huh. about uh, Seth. Uh-huh. Is, he's a gay man. He's got a hot boyfriend. He has an unapproving sister, it says here. Uh, I was watching a couple of clips from it. It looks very funny, but I was kind of blown away to see that Lonnie Anderson is one of the cast members. Now, are, are you you're a reoccurring character, or what's your status on the show? I play a 
play a reoccurring. I play a reoccurring, especially in season two. I play a reoccurring character, and can you believe Lonnie Anderson looks so good? She looks really good. I mean, she's clearly had work done, but it's been good work. Well, can I just say, I was just saying to somebody earlier that I think there should be an award, like whether it's, it should be the Golden Globes because those guys will do anything, but it should be a Glo- Golden Globe award for best preserved hot chick. <gasps> yeah, great idea. Yeah. Hot yeah. guy, hot guy and girl who is beyond, who has blown through their best before date. <laughs> and she has, man. She looks tremendous. I mean, watching these clips. So uh, is, is she? Uh, uh, so obviously the cast seems like it's a, it's a lot of fun, and also Deborah Wilson, well, who's. First of all, we're not doing it for money. Obviously, we're <laughs> doing it for love of of comedy and love of each other. Because Deborah Wilson's also a breeze and a genius comedically to work with. Right. Of course, Terry and Wendy are amazing. Terry Way and Wendy, but uh, yeah, Lonnie's really, really fun, and she happens to be extremely sweet. You know, when you make movies or television or you're in this industry, because right now I'm working with Clive Owen and Edie Falco on an incredibly amazing project, which I'm not sure I can talk about it other than just to say that, All right. but um, it's, I got to tell you something. When you get to do this, it's not work. It's play. What's work is auditioning. Mm. But when you get to make films and be on sets and work with these amazing, talented people, that's like you would do that for free. Well, people. But I think ultimately. People, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, people well, people know you though. It's the torture. Yeah, I mean, what was that? I mean, people know you. So you have you have you have obviously a number of films and projects you've been associated with. Are you asked to audition often? We still do, and you know it's gotten worse. In fact, I was just grumping about it because now with COVID, and we have to do these um, remote auditions. Oh. And can I say something? <laughs> we have to be director, art director, actor, co-actor. I mean, you're sitting in your house in this hopefully decent-looking space that can't have any. You can't have anything distracting behind you, and then you have to have your ring light, and then you have to have your <laughs> your, your camera set up. Then you've got to not only do the damn scene and act in it, you've got to be able to get it to them because it's a giant, a gigantic file. And I just recently wrote a grumpy letter saying they need to pay us. They need yeah. to pay us. like throw a throw a, a honey to us, give us a hundred bucks. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of effort, and and the COVID has kind of, you know, made. Actors have to do all this in-house stuff. I don't know. I just think the industry is definitely in for a, uh, a little examination. Radon, I think does, you're right. does this give you a new appreci- appreciation for the gaffers and the best boys out there now? <laughs> First of all, I've always been a very pro appreciator of all crew and all directors and stuff. But let me tell you, it's like it's more than walking and chewing gum. It's tapping your head, having another completely different song playing with your left hand and your right hand's doing. Yeah, it's really if you get a job, if you're booking work, and I gotta say I've done it, booked work, you you're, you're amazing because that means you're doing multiple things at once. It's intense. Anyway. Yeah. I love that you guys are where you are. I have family in your city. You have uh, you have family in Philly. Yes, they, my my actually my ex husband's family is there, and I love them to pieces. It's the Ulrich family. It's Laurel and Gail, and it's Carl. I'm just gonna shout <laughs> you out. Got the whole names. <laughs> we'll give them their shout out. 
and Nancy Butler. There's and they're amazing. Oh. Uh, Laurel Ulrich is a P and she won a Pulitzer. She's a retired professor from Harvard in history. Laurel, that was my mother-in-law, and then Nancy Butler is a is a professor at uh, um, I guess UPenn. It's it's one oh. of the Ivy Leagues, and she's of, of English. Nancy Butler, and she's a published writer. And then they're all PhDs. This is the funny thing. I married into a family of towering intellectuals. And, of course, I just got my GED about uh, 10 years ago. Well, yeah, listen, you got it. It doesn't matter. But listen, you were in Commando, so it's all even now. Yeah. And Commando's one you of our favorite I mean? films. I mean, when you're standing there with people who teach at, who are deans of the of, uh, of, of Wharton Business School, and you're sitting at a Thanksgiving, you're like, well, I was in Commando. <laughs> and it's a and, damn good movie. And Ray Dawn, none of them will get paid money to wish people happy birthdays. Just make videos, so come on. You do cameos, for crying out loud. They don't. I know. I do do cameos. My dad got me into it, and I think it's really sweet. I mean, any opportunity to do something for people and then we get to I, I feel blessed because I get to give the money I get to pay it forward and give it to my favorite charity so oh that's awesome I I'm a lucky I I'm a lucky person yeah. I, I think the cameo stuff is, is, is fun I actually have gotten a few from my wife just for, for anniversary and birthdays and stuff like that and it's just a fun way to reach thank out thank you for saying that yeah thank you, thank you. Because recently, uh, Bill Maher, who's grumpy and turned into such a strange person, because mm -hmm. I used to really like him, recently he was saying how it was like a very bad <laughs> about cameos. And I was thinking, Bill, Bill, not everybody has a show on HBO. Right, right. Yeah. You do what you do. So I wanted to ask you about your your uh, your dad. Uh, how's he doing? Tommy Chong's gorgeous. He, he's like, he's like, he's like... Bigger and better and healthier. He got through his cancer situation. Yes. Right now he's clear. He is busier than Snoop Dogg. He is working <laughs> so hard on his brand. My dad is the Pope of Pot, and I'm so proud of him. So happy. He does his cameos. He does his, he's got his products, his CBD, and apparently it's really good. I actually have an order for his stuff because I can't get it from him because he's always giving it away. So he's got all his, his Chong's Choice product stuff, CBD. You know, oh is, my is, God. It, does it, is, he, is, he, is he at all bitter because he was like, I mean, this was the whole thing that was being championed by your dad and, and uh, Cheech and Chong. And, uh, and, you know, there was, there was a price yeah. to pay for what, I mean, you know, what he was doing. He, he actually did some, you know, some time for it. And here it is. You, I mean, New, New Jersey just took a step. It's now recreational. New Jersey, all this stuff is moving ahead. Does he ever feel bitter? Is it just... And isn't it ironic? And, yeah. like, John Boehner made, like, a couple hundred million dollars from it. That's the rumor. I mean, yeah. these, it's so... It, let me just say something. All illegal, illicit drugs are only illegal and illicit. It's because brown people would benefit. Mm. If the minute we change the laws, it, you will know that there has been a, uh, a racial shift, that the systemic racism has, has, is taking, is, is, is diminishing. Because once you legalize all drugs and make them on par with the pharmaceuticals, 
then, you know, some people should, you know, some people are definitely much more vulnerable to, to but they would have been that way anyway, and they'd get to them anyway. We would be able to tax it. We would be able to empty out the prisons. I mean, America would become actually a compassionate and a much more fun, um, prosperous place to live. And I think that's the direction we're going. I mean, look at Oregon. Hey. They've just legalized everything. Ray Dunn, I wanted to ask, with, with your last name, with Chong, is that industry something that, that you would consider maybe investing in, or have you already? Now here's the irony. Here's the tragedy of my life. I have no interest in it, only because I don't partake. I, I don't even drink. I'm absolutely sober. And part of the reason is, as a, as a woman, it's not really good for my skin. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I have to confess. Yeah. I don't like to feel... I don't like the gauziness. It's bad enough at 60. You just want to be sharp. Yeah. You want to have your brain working. You want to be able to be clear. I, I would like to live another 30 years being like the hip grandma who can still, you know, wakeboard. Yeah, I think you're on track for that, judging by your energy this morning. So I think you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, and your skin looks fantastic, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank All you. right. Well, listen, we know you got a wrap. Uh, so we want to uh, mention again, My Sister is So Gay, season two, streaming on Amazon Prime. And if you want to get a cameo from Ray Don Chong, you can certainly do that. So, uh, hey, it's great to talk to you. And, uh, and we're happy that you could speak to your family here in Philadelphia while you're on the air. Thank Thank no you. Problem. I give and and oh yes yes yes. I just send love to to the Ulrich clan. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Right on time, yeah. guys. Right. See you later. By the way, her her cameo. Uh, uh, the 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 URL that you use. I love this. It's cameo.com slash gamma ray. Ah, that's At great. Yeah. G a m m r a e. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any, uh, yes, Nick? No, we got to wrap. We got to wrap. Okay. Oh, we got to wrap. Gotta I'll wrap. tell you guys off here because right, so it's interesting. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. I do have some interesting Bizarre file stories, which are on the way next. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Head to WMMR.com now and experience the best of Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. People falling on top of each it's other. Complete pandemonium. Steve, the most amazing creative designs to come down the hill. Or not. Over the years, including Preston's top 10 semi-nude sleds. Nick's five sleds so big, I can't believe they made it down the hill. And much more. Plus, you can vote for the best new fan creations for the 2021 Cardboard Classic Home Edition. Starting today. (laughs) It's disintegrated. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. A look back. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your passion. Packaging solutions. It's got smoke coming out the back of it. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I have the last two chances to win uh, pass for the advanced virtual screening of coming to America on, well, it's today, actually. Um, so it's on Amazon Prime Video, yeah. and if you would like to get it before the movie opens, or even if you don't have Amazon Prime Video, you'll be able to watch us. We'll take callers 20 and 21 and give away the last two. 215-263-WMMR, rated R. Give us a call now. We'll see if we can set you up. And while you're calling, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at U.S. Digestive Health. This is not the same story from yesterday. 
An Irish jockey is under fire yes. after a video emerged of him climbing on top and pretending to ride a dead horse. Oh, right. Second story? Different story. Oh, a different one? Yes. Oh, are you Rob kidding? James, an amateur Irish jockey who was a winner at last year's Cheltenham Festival, has apologized after a shocking video began circulating on social media showing a group of men laughing as he played on the body of a dead horse. Hey, there's a dead horse over there. Why don't we go play on <laughs> The video was posted to Twitter and has quickly gone viral with many outrage at the jockey's actions. In the video, James can be seen climbing on the body of a horse and pretending to ride it, which he now admits was disrespectful and wholly inappropriate. Uh, he said, I would like I to... I guess this horse is asleep. <laughs> and uh, the other guy was just sitting on it. This guy's okay. pretending to ride it. Uh, he uh, said, I would just like to apologize for my actions which were wholly inappropriate and disrespectful to a lovely five-year-old mare who unfortunately suffered a sudden cardiac arrest Aww. while at exercise What's earlier this, uh, that morning. These horses having heart attacks. What's that about? Are they running them too hard? I don't know. This was from 2016. The other one was from, I think, 2015. But these are old videos that have resurfaced. How can you uh, not feel some sort of connection to these animals, right? If you're a jockey. Yeah. The new video comes amid controversy at another incident in which uh, racehorse trainer Gordon Elliott, that's one we did yesterday, was pictured sitting on the body of a dead horse and appeared to pose for the camera. The Irish Horse Racing Regulatory Board has launched an investigation into both of them, I believe. I'm not excusing it, but do you think they just get used to being around horses that have passed away and think maybe this is maybe. funny, you know? And, maybe. But yeah. why take the picture of the let's, video? Let's put a grenade in its bum. <laughs> Wait, who's got a grenade? <laughs> no, most jockeys do it. Yeah. Yeah. There is a riding crop and a grenade. Uh, I love this story. Eight Minnesota snowplows have new names this week. After more than 122,000 Minnesotans voted in uh, MN Dot's name a snowplow contest last month, in February, the state's Department of Transportation released the 50 finalist names and narrowed it down for more than 22,000 initial submissions. After the voting concluded, the eight names received the most votes were announced winners. And here they are. So these officially are the names. <laughs> Of these plows, and we'll start with Plowy McPlowface. Yeah, that's so a standard. That's yeah. a standard. Uh, this one says, "Ope, just going to plow right past you." There's one named Duck Duck Orange Truck, and then it gets a little bit better. Then there's Plow Bunyan, Snowby One Kenobi, Ooh. F Salt Fitzgerald, <laughs> Darth Blader, and then the last one. I like this one, and because it's in Minnesota. The truck formerly known as Plow. Ah, yes. so, no Nick Massawain? Obviously, uh, Prince is from there. So the eight uh, districts will be formally naming their plows on various social media accounts over the next month or so. Huh. I thought that was kind of cute. Surprise, there's no Mr. Plow. Uh, police in Ireland confirmed officers were called to the Dublin Zoo to help zookeepers recapture a macaque monkey. Uh, that escaped from its enclosure. There's a macaque that's escaped from its enclosure. Uh, if you find it, kill it, and then sit on it and take pictures. <laughs> that's what we do here in Ireland. <laughs> the Irish National Police Service said that uh, officers were summoned to the Dublin Zoo uh, when a Sulawese uh, uh, right? crested macaque, I love macaque was found wandering around outside of its habitat. Uh, the zoo says the monkey was only loose for a short time before officials were able to safely return it to its enclosure. To get it back so I can stroke it. Yeah. Stroke your macaque. macaque. <laughs> Casey, suck macaque. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> it's a monkey. Please, a monkey. people. You can suck on it if you want you to. You can suck on that macaque all you want. And wa- use mouthwash afterwards. A Saturday, uh, on Saturday, the uh, Stales Coast Guard in England... 
scolded a family of three for pitching their tent on the Cleveland Way in North Yorkshire, which is essentially a cliff. Did you see pictures of this? I did not. Oh, my God. That's the Cleveland Way. They are right on the on edge. On the edge? The what if you roll out of bed? So the tent was just inches away from a 280-foot drop in that area known for landslides as well. Because those cliffs yes, break apart. they break apart all the time. So after hearing <laughs> reports of the, da- of the dangerous camping situation... <laughs> Uh, Staves and Whitby Coast Guards responded to the scene, finding two adults and a child in the tent. You can get up and take a pee. The 27-year-old woman and 30-year-old man have also since been fined for uh, breaching coronavirus rules uh, to go camping. But it's ridiculous if you get a chance to take a look at it. I have to see that picture. Tori Heathcote says her family had just returned to their Fort Myers, Florida home when her husband made a quick run to the gas station and left the garage door open while he was gone. (laughs) When he returned, he told his wife there was a large alligator in the garage. Heathcote thought that he was playing a trick on her, but then encountered the creature on the other side of the door. Seven feet long, I believe it was, and the family called 911 and posted about the ordeal on Facebook. Uh, The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says they safely relocated the alligator to a more suitable habitat in North Did they use peanut butter and crackers? I don't know. Because that's what we're using for our mice situation. Maybe they do the same thing. All right. Uh, Okay. This story is funny because of what the woman said. Pennsylvania state troopers say that they were called Saturday at a dispute uh, for a dispute for a uh, woman at home in South Fork Borough. When they arrived, they found 51-year-old Loretta Woodruff to be substantially intoxicated. They say Wood was injured and claimed that she was punched by a man at the home, but troopers say her injuries were not consistent with being struck. I ate spaghetti for breakfast. Uh, They said Wood had a head injury, and they were escorting her out of the home to get medical treatment when she said, Hey, watch this, (laughs) and kicked the trooper in the chest. Oh, my God. I don't want to watch that. So she's been charged with aggravated assault in the uh, incident. So, yeah, she figured she'd make it a point to let it be known. I'm sure they would. I'm doing this on purpose. Yeah. Hey, watch this. (laughs) All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Hey, looky here. Uh, Let's take a break. Come back in a moment and we'll test your knowledge. Today's program. See if you've been paying attention with the lesson question. We'll also get the Trash MD music news coming up when we return. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's this morning still. Uh, and we're going up to about 45 degrees temperature-wise today. It's nothing... Uh, a little chillier than yeah. yesterday, but still nice, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit on the breezy side, too. But, yeah, it's good. we're going to have sunshine. Maybe, you know, it's going to be a mix of sun and clouds, essentially. And then uh, tomorrow, cooler temperatures, 41, even colder on Saturday by a little bit. And then we're going to stay that way for a couple days. But midweek next week, uh, I hear there's a, a warm-up coming. Well, I, Yay. I'm starting to prep... Like the backyard and stuff. Believe it or not, just get everything, get a jump on everything, hopefully. Uh, you put the edict out. You said no snow. No and snow. hopefully, uh, I think we're done with that. Mother Nature will abide by that. Yep. All right, so we're going to ask today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a Hand and Stone gift card valid for a free massage or facial. And I think we are going to go 
Yeah, we're going to go with this one. What does the J and JPL stand for? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, Jet is the Jet Propulsion yes. Lab, but it stood for something else earlier this morning. What does the J and JPL stand for? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, then by all means, you should call right now, and we're going to do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Wait is over. Rita's is now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. You can stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian will retain the Hidden Hills Mansion in a divorce from Kanye West. Kim says it's best for the children because it's the only 226 rooms they've ever known. Oh, yeah. One year after Netflix premiered the Tiger King, Joe Exotic revealing his relationship with husband Dylan Passage. It's not going well. Exotic says he and Dylan used to spoon after his conjugal visits, but now he just asked for the electric chair. And finally, Mariah Carey's estranged brother Morgan is suing the singer over claims she made that he is unstable and violent. Morgan says Carey is making it all up, and he looks forward to the day he can beat her to death with Hulk fists. Wow. (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. Okay, we shall see if we do have a winner or not for today's lesson question. What does the J stand for in JPL? Not really. Uh, I will go to Mike. Uh, See if he knows the answer. Hey, Mike. Get Zeus, buddy. All right, what does the J stand for? Jack A. Jack A. You are right, Mike. Hang on. And you're in luck, too, because we have a Hand and Stone gift card valid for a free massage or facial. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish. It's self-care. Schedule a relaxing massage or refreshing facial. facial. At your local Hand and Stone massage and facial spa for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 55 area locations or handandstone.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Salus University, the future of health science. You can visit Salus. Edu. So we are going to start with information about Kings of Leon. They will release a digital art collection called NFT Yourself uh, tomorrow at noon. And it includes real-world vinyl and one-of-a-kind experiences. The collection includes up to 25 unique pieces, starting with a $50 inclusive, exclusive, I'm sorry, NFT collectible and limited edition GoldenEye vinyl with all proceeds benefiting Live Nation's Crew Nation Fund. That's uh, cool. Uh, this Legacy NFT Open Edition will run for two weeks beginning on Friday. In addition, collectors will have the chance to bid on one of six golden ticket experiences, offering fans four front row seats each tour. Uh, I guess two. it says each tour to the show of their choosing. I don't know what that means. Uh, anywhere in the world for life. Yeah, oh, well, no, I guess. Okay, so yeah. So front row seats for every tour they do to the show of their choosing anywhere in the world for life. Well, that's pretty awesome. That's badass. Yeah. Okay. I assume that doesn't uh, include travel. King, no, I don't think it would, but yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, you could go awesome. any show you want to. Yeah, forever. And, have four, and sit in four front row seats. Wow, for the rest of their life. Uh, okay, uh, Kings of Leon's eighth studio album, When You See Yourself, is uh, also due out in, uh, or on Friday as well. Rob Zombie was a huge collector of vintage horror movie posters, 
But all that abruptly stopped in 2004 when Zombie's good friend Johnny Ramone died. Uh, he was doing an interview and he was talking about it. He said he was another psychotic collector. And the day he died, I remember being over at his house and he had died. And I was just like, now what? He said, I swear I never bought another thing after that. Now it's precious moments figures. Uh, he added, it just seems like who cares? And I stopped talking about posters uh-huh. with people. I stopped buying them, and it was just like, I don't know. You, you you don't realize how much the collecting is connected to a friendship with someone until they aren't around anymore. I can I can sort of see that. I love classic movie posters. I was talking, um, you know, the folks at Monster Mania, you know, they, they we sometimes, they'll tweet on horror stuff that I've tweeted. And uh, there used to be some great classic movie posters, yeah. and uh, you just don't see them that much these days, right? Mm-hmm. You know? He used to tell you a lot about the movie. It was great. So, yeah, he. but once he didn't have a connection with somebody I know, who yeah. did it, he, I can he see bailed that. on it. He said, the last poster I bought was this giant French Wolfman poster. He said, but actually... Le Wolfman. He said, Johnny bought it, and he had it in his house. And uh, Zombie says, Ramon sold the poster to him before his death. So, But uh, after that, he wasn't uh-huh. doing it anymore. Uh, the coronavirus has made Lars Ulrich yearn for his home country of Denmark, according to Blabbermouth. The Metallica drummer, who moved to America as a teen in 1980, appeared on Tiny Holland's podcast and spoke candidly about his thoughts about home. He said, as the world spins out of control here in many ways, I feel more and more uh, Danish and kind of embrace my Danish roots. He said, I love America. I love living in America. It's been an incredible 30-plus years, close to 40 years now. Uh, But the Danishness in me still flourishes, and I'm very proud and happy about that side. Do you have any Danish in you? Uh, would you like some? Ulrich went on to say, uh, people ask me, okay, uh, you're going to move back to Denmark? And I'm like, I'm very happy living in uh, living in San Francisco. I love the Bay Area mentality and the creative energies that flow through all the different things, even tech here, obviously, where people are inventing the future. But I'm really more and more, I think, understanding and appreciative and understand the role my upbringing and the culture and the history and the Danish worldview plays in continuously shaping who I am. So he's I can em- get that. embracing his roots, absolutely. Now, that's a great breakfast, sh- a breakfast item. A Danish? A Danish is a oh, breakfast. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like a cheese Danish. Uh, oh, my God. Oh. Yummy. <laughs> Miles Kennedy. <laughs> I like cinnamon. We're so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, heated. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, oh, yeah. anything but apple. Oh, come on. What? Well, what it did depends. I do? What did I do? I... <laughs> I'm sometimes, sorry. sometimes. No, I like apple danishes. What, what, what are you? What are you, a commie? <laughs> hey, he was crapping all over Canadian bacon earlier. No, this I'm morning, talking about so. him. Yeah, yeah. America, Jack. <laughs> all right. Well, we're talking about this. <laughs> America, whatever happened to American bacon? Ja- yeah, American-made Danish. <laughs> um, I'm Manish. <laughs> here's a trick I discovered, Preston. Yeah. I put my protein bars or my protein chocolate chip cookie... On top of the Xfinity cable box in the office. <laughs> it warms and it, it up. Warms it warms it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> it warms it up. That's like keeping gummy bears in your pocket, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Miles Kennedy has streamed a video of the debut live performance of In Stride, the lead single from his forthcoming second solo album, The Ides of March. Kennedy performed the song at Fox Theater in Spokane. He shared the story behind the song, saying, chill out. That pretty much sums it up. He said the lyric paints a picture of a survivalist preparing for an impending zombie apocalypse. It was inspired by the first wave of lockdowns as everyone was buying vast amounts of toilet paper and supplies. I started to ask myself it might be wise to try 
and gain some perspective and not overreact. Keep calm and carry on. Ides March is due out on May 14th, and we were wondering why it wasn't coming out on the 15th of this month. Yeah, it just seemed like a no-brainer. And then one last thing, Casey just uh, forwarded me this article. Uh, Trey Anastasio of Fish, his charitable organization, the Divided Sky Foundation, has taken a step toward opening a nonprofit facility to treat people suffering from alcoholism and addiction. The organization purchased a house in Ludlow, Vermont, using funds raised during his eight-week virtual residency at New York City's Beacon Theater, which he called the Beacon Beacon Jams. Fans contributed more than $1.2 million during the event. Uh, The as-yet-unnamed center will tentatively open by the end of the year, and Ascension Recovery Services, which manages addiction treatment centers around the country, will manage the venture, which is cool. How long has he been sober? Uh, well, uh, longer than me, um, is probably it says somewhere here, it in says here 11, 14, 14 years. years. Oh, 14 yep. years. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. And you know, uh, he got pinched. He, he, he got uh, DUI and yeah. he was caught, uh, inebriated and had a whole bunch of different drugs on him. Yep. And had it not been for that, which, you know, for a lot of people, those are dark, terrible moments, but it ended up being like the best thing that ever happened to him. I remember when it happened. It yeah. was upstate New York, was it not? Yeah, it yeah. was. And he, as a result, you know, ended up getting clean. But, you know, for, for somebody like himself and, a, you know, a lot of other people out there, they realize the importance of treatment centers like this. Yes. Uh, and how important it is to, you know, help people uh, get their lives back. I commend him paying it forward. And I watched a lot of these Beacon Jams, and they were just so positive and, and great. Would it be an excuse to get him on? I mean, do you think I tried? About it? I actually okay. just reached out already. Um, and what does go to hell mean? <laughs> <Go on. laughs> I was like, hey, I I don't necessarily agree with your tone there. Um, the uh, he's apparently is only doing Vermont press, and because this is obviously set up We're in Vermont. We're huge in Vermont, I, right? Mike was that he's only doing right now. Vermont, yeah. comma press as in Preston, or he's only doing Vermont press two S's. I think, you know, we, they get us in Vermont. Yeah. Who's listening to us right now? Uh, Mike Taverna. Yeah. Probably. Michael Taverna. He's a, a huge Vermont listener right oh, okay. now. Yeah, he's probably got like one or two friends that listen. Yeah. Mike, well, listen, oh, people, you know. Right. Yeah. So I'm they res- probably have drug problems and would be interested <laughs> in this. You. So come on. <laughs> I suppose our junkies aren't good enough. Right. Uh, the request has been passed along, okay. so right. we'll, we'll see. By the way, it's here. a cool-looking house. It's in this beautiful, uh, you know, I mean, I imagine a lot of places in Vermont have lots of... Uh, you know, uh, trees and wooded area and stuff. It yeah. looks like it's in a really cool location. I don't so. know where Ludlow is, but uh, it's not just that big of a state. Uh, uh, just outside of uh, Verm. <laughs> Verm. Verm, Vermont. Verm, Vermont. Um, Verm. Uh, it's, it's a good message to get out. Hopefully. Yeah. We should. I mean, you're, you know, uh, Trey, you got one of your biggest fans right here, man. Verm, V-E-R-M-P-H. V-E-R-M-P. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It Verm. used to be an F in there, but fish. Verm, Verm, Vermont, Vermont on the map. Verm. Gotcha. Yeah. Where are you from? Verm. 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 <laughs> Come again? I'm a vermfer. <laughs> nice snort, dude. I couldn't help it. Snort, you snort, snorted. Snorted. I did. Snort, snort, snort. Vermf. And that is that's it. That's I'm it. done. I, I finished a while ago, actually. And nice. I said in music news. <laughs> we learned of a new oh, town in Vermont. You guys Vermf. kept doing a show without me. <laughs> So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're wrapping it up. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and what's coming up tomorrow. We shall return in a second. Stay with us. Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. 
The band is Blind Melon, and the song is No Rain on 93.3 WNMR. Everything at rocks. While we play uh, music uh, on the air sometimes here in the studio, Connor, our production assistant, will sometimes pull up uh, the music video from those songs. And so we were just watching that very classic uh, Blind Melon video for No Rain where the little girl is dancing yes. in the bee outfit. And so we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I think she was one of the band members' sister. So Nick pulled up the info real quick. The girl's name is Heather Lauren Deloach because she was... She was a little star from that yeah. video. Yeah, she was. She was on the MTV Music Awards. Yeah, she came in, I think, at the very end of the awards show. Yeah. She came out and did her little dance one year. So Shannon Hoon, the uh, lead singer, of course, who's no longer with us, had described her in the months that followed as signing autographs and hobnobbing <laughs> with heavy hitters. He said, I heard she was hanging out with Madonna at the MTV <laughs> Awards. It turns out, so I, she wasn't a family member. So the girl on the cover of the album Wearing the same out outfit, her name was Georgia Graham, and she was the drummer Glenn Graham's younger sister. And band members had apparently spotted an old family photo from a long ago school play <laughs> while they were at his boyhood home, and they were like, "This has to be our, Aww. this got to be our album cover." Yeah. So his sister got to be on the cover of the album, and I guess maybe at that point she had had grown, yeah. and so they got this girl Heather to. Uh, be the B-Girl. They put that outfit together and make her the B-Girl. And then Nick was telling me that Pearl Jam had written a song about her yeah, or about nice that li- character, nice right? Nice little tribute. Yeah, Eddie and um, Jeff Amen wrote a song, and it's a, an acoustic tribute to her. And it talks about her um, trying not to let the celebrity go to her head and just be a girl. <laughs> B-Girl, be, be, be a girl is the refrain. and love But it's it. it's sweet, yeah. I love and they'll stories. do it in concert now. Love stories like that. Very cool. Hey, real quick, uh, thank you to our guest, Ray Don Chong. Yeah! Promoting a show called My Sister is So Gay, and it is season two. That is going to be on Amazon Prime if you want to check that out. And she does cameo videos and stuff like that. So uh, she was charity. Very perky and nice. Yeah, you're right. The the money goes to charity when she does those cameos. Uh, And she's got uh, former family members here. Her um, fiance or her husband, I think it was, who had died. His family's here. Uh, so she was saying hi to him, which is cool. Uh, Pierre Robert is in the studio. Hey, man, how you doing? Well, hi there. Nice to see you, sir. To see you kids is incredible. It wow, is. It's man, incredible. It's, yeah. It's really nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a question. Yeah. Is it glow stick time? <laughs> <laughs> is it glow stick time? That was the best story. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was fun. It was, uh, have, have, you like fish, right? But you don't love them? Yeah, I very much liked them. Yeah. I mean, I saw them even before Casey saw them. Didn't oh, you, yeah. you hosted I, them? At, I, used to host, I hosted yeah. their first appearance here at the 23 East, which is now the Ardmore Music Hall. Didn't Somebody needed a ride, ride home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, we played that tape when Trey was here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, every so often over the years I've run into Trey. Huh. I was backstage at Madison Square Garden when Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young were there. And this guy comes up, t- uh, Pierre, and I turn around, and it's him. And he wow. goes, my name is Trey. And I, said, I know who you are. Why are you, what, what are you doing? Now? And and then I went to see the Stones at the Garden, and he was sitting right behind me. I saw him at a Pearl Jam show at the Garden one time. Really? Yeah, so he must go to a lot of shows there. Yeah. Have you experienced the glow stick phenomenon at a, no. at a fish show? Okay. No, I haven't. Um, but... Um, uh, I've experienced many phenomenons at dead shows, yes. <laughs> and, and it it all started there. Uh, everything derives from the dead. Um, everything? Well, everything jam oriented, oh. or you know, right. fishy, 
<laughs> Dave Matthews E, you know. Other E's. Other E's. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, well, you ready to supply us with a letter? Glow. All right. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. I am glowing. All right, the President Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. E as in exuberant. All right, we have $500 to give away as part of T-Mobile's 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the President Steve Show. For another shot of $500, just click contest at WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. Uh, T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Uh, So what's happening on your program today? Well, we'll have workforce blocks of Foo Fighters, Elvis Costello, and I've got a great version of Elvis singing Peace, Love, and Understanding with Larkin Poe. Um, Really cool Hmm. version that he did fairly recently, actually. And uh, also workforce block of the Eagles today, so we'll have some fun. Love it. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local flavors and by Zippy's Bikes and Wildwood. Hundreds of bikes in stock right now. Zippy'sBikes.com. And also by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's is now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, oh, we're going to talk to Jim Jackson. Uh, the Flyers have this uh, homestand, or not homestand, but they're going to be playing three times against Pittsburgh, three games in yeah. a row. And then fans at home for the first time all season on Sunday. Correct. Game, yeah. so, at Tahoe? Uh, no, not at Tahoe. No. They're, they're done with that already. Uh, <laughs> and tomorrow's No Sad Bro Friday, so that's a wonderful thing. Nice. So that's oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. The virtual Tahoe. Cardboard Classic tomorrow. Oh, yes. Nice. We'll do the voting for the Virtual Cardboard Classic, the home edition as we're calling right. it this year. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we shall see you tomorrow, friend. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is Brandon with Good Boy Flooring Services. We're a small family-owned flooring business. We're located out of Northtown. Good Boy Flooring Services is licensed and insured. We do free estimates, and we do all areas around Northtown as well. You can check out our website at www.godoyflooringservices.com. Thank you. Next message. Hi, guys. It's Stephanie at Welsh Automotive. When it comes to automotive, you need to use a place you trust and a group that listens to the same music you do. At Welsh Automotive, not only are we great at automotive repair, but we listen to WMMR too. We are family-owned and pride ourselves in being honest, and we always make sure to have a positive impact in our local community. We support local, and we encourage you to do the same. Stop by for your first appointment at Welsh Auto in Exton and Westchester. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.